going on everybody it is coach greg hey i ain't got no photo in here what's going on what's going on everybody it is coach greg adams what happened back in here with another youtube live stream shout out to the coach gang and that's you for being in here being involved and being active on this youtube channel and welcome to the wake up show part of the free agent lifestyle podcast here on the free agent lifestyle channel you in here with the bruce wayne of this ish the king of kings the king of content and the speaker of truth yours truly the notorious one aka mr coach alini better known as the prognosticator coach adamas and of course you're in the desert storm bunker with ewf every woman's fantasy and cgac god allah and the eight-time demonetized champion of youtube we got a great show for you today. Um, toxic behaviors that men accept should be accept in relationships with women. And we're going to identify a few that you guys take as normal behavior. These are normal behaviors. But we're going to give you guys an indication of what you guys accept and what you shouldn't accept. We're also going to talk about Ebony K. Williams, as I call her, Kiki Williams. Mm. Kiki. Her name is Kiki Williams. All right, Kiki Williams chooses a sperm donor all right she rides those strong and independent waves she rides those strong and independent wheels till they fall off great show for you ahead today plus we have america's weight problem they can't wait to eat also we have straggle and sniggle theater and we do have a little bit of straggle and sniggle theater where we're gonna show you brothers that gas women up for no apparent reason but they have a big buttocks, and we have um, we have some other stuff. All right, get out of the community. We got some other stuff here that we're going to highlight using film footage gathered through the Internet, and many of these things are shared on Locals, CoachGregAdams.Locals.com. You see that at the bottom side of your screen right there where my mug is. Go to Locals if you want to check out exclusive content, member content, and also gather around with the Coach Gang. Anyway. To contribute to today's show, dollar sign. Somebody says dollar sign, the notorious CGA on the cash app, Vimo, Coach Greg Adams TV, and PayPal, paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. And that is pinned to the top of the live chat on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. And you can super chat on the notorious new, 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 new world order. CGA channel. You're here with the best entertainment here on YouTube. And of course, it is Tuesday. Oh, man, I'd be remiss. I didn't forget, Ninja. I didn't forget, man. Here, it is Tuesday. Y'all ready for this? We need to shout out our gorditas. Underlay, underlay. Get those girls out here. Boy, I got a special group of gorditas to show you today. Um. Let's go ahead and show you the gordita of the day. Woo-wee! All right, we're going to show you the gordita of the day uh, brought to you by Gorditas. All right, see, we go right here. At some point, we'll have a sponsor for the gordita of the day. Uh, our, our first gordita of the day is going to be none other than this one right here. Oh, the humanity. Uh, take a look at what's happening here. I have no idea, but... Oh my! Sorry, 
Wow, wait. Hey, let's get it, get it. Oh, man, what are we doing here? This is absolutely... What are we doing, man? This is crazy. Oh, man, he's happy. He's happy as large, man. I'm going to tell you right here, this is going to be... This is going to be a horrible, horrible night for this brother right here. That post-nut clarity is going to be outrageous out here. Man, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> oh, man. Ninjas is grabbing lotion right now. Wowzers. We got to love it. And more than the 10 fingers, I'm sure, hers her body count. Wowzers. <laughs> that post-nut clarity is definitely going to hit hard. All right. My brother is going to wake up and he's going to regret his life. And the funk of 40,000 years will be in the air. All right, yes. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> All right, shout out to uh Joy. She says, uh, th- she says, uh, thanks for putting me up on the term sapphire. All right, and I went into the sapphire conversation yesterday over on kick. Link is in the description box below. And uh, we got some super chats that we need to acknowledge before we get this show going, Albert. Excuse me, excuse me. Albert Wesker says if she's in a toxic situation, she's the toxic one, also called the common denominator, right? <laughs> right? She's the common denominator. Yikes. All right. So, yes, uh, a lot of times they're, you know, continuously in toxic situations, common denominator. DJ, entry fee to the coach, gang, gang, sniggle fest. We hear CGA. Numero uno, primo, number one. Here we go. Trying. Thank you, brother. Gandalf the Ghetto says much love to the coach and the coach gang. Trying. All right. Jay Flo says, I never saw my grandmother argue with or raise her voice to my grandfather, but she did talk ish after he died. Oh, no. Oh, man. Give her the undertaker. <laughs> but, uh, yes, yeah, she was like, I can't wait till he's dead so I can talk that ish. That's actually crazy. But yeah, you know, that's kind of what happened back in the day that back in the day. And uh, yeah, since there's nobody there to defend the other side of the story now that your grandfather was dead. Yeah, it's now to get her side of the story out there. But shout out to your grandmother for respecting your grandfather when he was alive. Oh, man, that's crazy. That's crazy. Anyway, what do we got here? We got uh, Dark Side Foundation in the building cga my girlfriend said if we divorce she wants half of everything she also refused to follow the debt payment plan i asked her to follow to pay her debt she's mad at me that i told her that this is a deal breaker i'm contemplating cutting her loose soon oh man that's crazy um that's crazy huh yeah uh, one thing that the one thing that we know, uh, people in debt. I was just watching Dave Ramsey this morning as I was getting prepared for this stream, and there was a couple that I I brought this point up yesterday. There's couples that make a good amount of money, but I'm like, is it really working? Many of these couples are still in debt, even with a combined income. So these things that we chase, where women want equality, oftentimes it doesn't lead to good results. People are still steep in debt. And they'll make a hundred in this case, this couple made one hundred and ninety thousand dollars a year. They were in well over two hundred thousand dollars worth of debt. 
that did not include their mortgage and they were struggling. All right. They were trying to eat uh, um, breakfast for dinner. Okay. They had to come back to eat breakfast for dinner, which is always a good thing. It's never a bad thing, but this is how bad it was. Now, here's the, here's the caveat that most people won't talk about. Okay. If in fact you guys get in steep debt, many times there's going to be a divorce that comes with that. So there's a debt repayment plan um, and people struggle to repay, repay their debts. But what we know is that women can jump off if they don't feel like uh, following this debt plan, they're more likely to jump and then take their winnings right off the table and then leave you in the debt. Now, this is not always, this is not an absolute, but they have the ability to do that. So watch out for that. All right, we got no government name says I watched your kick stream on the kick app. The 2x speed got you sounding like Alvin in the chipmunks. And the 1.25 speed got you sounding like female comedian Wanda Sykes. <laughs> all right, thank you, brother, for that. All right, uh, I watch all my almost all my videos on 2x, so everybody sounds fast. Sometimes I got to slow some people down. Like yesterday, I normally watch 2x, but I had to slow. I can't remember who it was, but I had to slow somebody down. They were they were talking too fast. No government MSD says, Coach, um, listening to that stuff about Carly, he says, why does it always seem like the cute and shaped girls are the ones confirmed kidnapped, but the big ones are always the one that seem to have gotten away at the last second, and the attacker is never found. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, we've been bamboozled by that Carly story. I'm calling it. I called it yesterday. I said, this is suspect. Then I saw the video of the alleged her pulling over to find the toddler. There's all kind of indiscrepancies going on there. That's going to be a bamboozle. And black women are mad that people aren't, they're calling her a liar. I'm going to go on record and say she's lying. Okay, she's absolutely lying. How it went down, did, now, I don't know if she was not kidnapped. I have no idea. But if you saw the video, the video has no uh, the, the video that was released to the media. There's more to the video. The video that was released to the media has no indications that she saw any toddler. What's her name? Carly. Let me see here. Carly uh, video. Let me see if I could pull up the footage. And I didn't have this footage yesterday. I wish I actually had this footage yesterday. Uh, but I'm going to show you the video of the alleged. Uh, oh, they, you know what? This one doesn't show. Let me see here. So this one is not the good video. All right. There is a video of uh, her pulling over. Let me see if I can see if I can find it. Okay. All right. I do have a video here. I do have a video here. Let me go ahead and pull it up. Uh, just as a matter of record, <laughs> you can see Ninja Ben in court. Uh, just as a matter of record. This is from Alabama.com, AL.com. Uh, here she is pulling over here. It is darker than, a, it is blacker than a trillion midnights out here. I mean, you can't see shit over here. I see a light over here. I mean, all you can see is anything just slightly in front of your headlights. All right. You can see maybe 10 feet ahead. Okay. 10 feet ahead. All right. And so there she is there with her hazard lights on drifting. Okay. Where's the toddler? If there was a toddler, I see brake slamming. All right. Listen, she's coasting. She's coasting. All right. This is not stopping for a toddler unless she double back. Unless she double back or circle back. I mean, look how black it is. There's no other vehicles here. You see this? 
All right. You see this? There's there's no other vehicles in this area where I'm circling with my mouse. There's no vehicles. Hence, there is no light. How in the hell can you see anything on this highway? All right. And so there seems to be, I see some flashing lights here. It must be a reflection. She's still coasting. Look, she's still driving along. Where it, there's, okay, by the way, no one else is stopping. No one else is stopping. Okay, they have zoomed in and she's continuing to ghost. I don't know where the toddler was, but you probably passed him up. All right, you probably passed him up. So now there is, she is stopping. Now there is some additional footage here, none of which at this particular time shows a second vehicle, a toddler. All right, and there are the police showing up to her scene here, but no, but that part is edited. Okay, so let me see here. Let me skip ahead. So this is the edited part. I don't know if this is continual. I really can't tell. All right, but I see no toddler. I don't even see where the woman is. Where's she at? In the bushes? I don't even see where she is. Okay, I really can't tell. All right, so, you know, this is just telling me. This is the whole story. Reeks to hell. High hell. And also, and also reminds me of some Susan Smith shit. This is, this is absolutely ridiculous and reprehensible, disgusting, and downright dastardly right <laughs> downright dastardly uh we don't see what she's seeing i don't see it all right so she must have snuck out through the woods and um i don't know maybe she had a mental health breakdown that's quite common in american women quite common we do have some paypals that i need to get to uh loud pockets you're over here too he is coach i'm always trying to push your channel on reddit and sad ass simps always ask him why this and that happens when it comes to XXs. You can lead them to water, but you can't make them drink. He says, we don't deserve you. He says, we don't deserve the real you spitting on a daily. It's very difficult. Yeah, we don't deserve this. <laughs> uh, but men, there, there is a solution. And I know a lot of people believe that they're, they want to make you believe that there's not a solution. But um, there is. Shout out to Adrian Paul. One of our biggest chief fans here. Shout out to the coach gang. It's been several months, but I have been on my grind as you all men should be as well. Hope all is well. Shout out to you, brother. And shout out to the Kansas City Chiefs, who I think right now they're probably going to win the Super Bowl. And I need to acknowledge your co-sponsorship. All right. Shout out to you. Shout out to Nick Britt. He says, Alabama girl is lying, coach. Yes, parents did a national press conference this morning, and it was cringy as F. You got to see it. Free agent lifestyle for life. <laughs> and uh, this also goes into my what I've been saying as well. Uh, women have started a lot of lies in our civilization to this day that people either believe or don't believe. Women have changed entire civilizations on lies. In fact, the biggest demographic of women lying and changing civilization, selling wolf tickets, is 14 to 25. And that woman is 25. I, I was talking about that last week or so. I was like, it's always the young women lying about some shit, trying to cover up some shit. Emmett Till, this bitch, all right, Juicy Smollett, the Virgin Mary. I mean, Salem Witch Drive. It's always the same shit. I know I done pissed off some Catholics, but I'm just telling you, man, young women be out here selling wolf tickets. Eve, I mean, listen, they go down Lilith. I mean, it's <laughs> y'all naming people here. 
But uh, some of the biggest lies in the history of the world have started by young women. And so you got to not believe these bitches, man. I'm telling you, stop believing them. Yeah, Juicy's a bitch, too. You know what I mean? It is what it is. You bitch. Yeah, bitch. Colin Kaepernick. Anyway. Yeah, your ex-wife. Your ex-wife. Kevin W. says, does the sperm, sperm donor Ebony K. Williams use on a bus? <laughs> All right. Yeah, probably. I think he does. All right. People be like, and women are like, they're trying to now make this a black woman thing. Why nobody believe black women? Who going to believe this story? This story is far-fetched at best. I mean, it's not far-fetched because I do believe there's sex traffickers out here. But even Tisha Campbell tried to come in and lie. They always going to make it like somebody, their lies already centered around one of a few things. Somebody want their pussy or somebody actually skeeted in their puss. I mean, that's always, those are the two things that are going to be centered around. It's not like somebody was like, hey, somebody finessed me out of a home loan or something like that. <laughs> All right. And then you trace it down and it was a lie. All right. You know what I mean? Like uh, somebody, uh. It's never, it's always centered around their puss. You know what I mean? It's always going to be centered around somebody snatched me and wanted me and, and they took me and abducted me. Damsel in distress. It's never like something like, you know what? Uh, somebody stole the bumper off my car. <laughs> it's always going to be around somebody wanted me so bad and they went to snatch me or somebody impregnated me and it was a ghost. I, I didn't have any sex. Believe me, there was no sex. I had no sex. I was protecting and saving it. And all of a sudden I'm pregnant. I don't know what happened. Mm. Shout out to no government name. And this is a sponsorship. Shout out to you. We're going to get to the show. Sponsorship is here. I'm <laughs> he says long overdue contribution coach. Please let these ninjas know there is no need to be bitter towards BW. Just rise above the community. Very, very, very key words here. Matter of fact, get out of the community. Black men. Um, There's no need to hate women anymore. You guys got way too much information. One of the reasons why you hate women is because you still believe in them. <laughs> and they keep proving you wrong. And you keep getting slapped back. And then you come back here, you mad. I don't believe them. I don't have any faith in them. They're lack of, listen, I know there's a couple out here. I'm trustworthy. I'm not. I'm not. I'm listen. I'm not trustworthy. I can't even trust myself. Y'all ninjas come to my show. You watch my show and y'all be all rah-rah. Then there's one woman that gives you the blowjob of your life. And then you get sucked in. And then you be like, I don't need the red pill. These guys are grifters. Echo chamber. They're not problem solvers. Shout out to Dr. Thunder. They're sitting out here talking about the same thing over and over. And one girl sucks you off. Even content creators fall for this. I should name names, but I will not. Content creators fall for this as well. All right. There'll be MGTOW all for about three years. One girl swallows his seed. Swallows it right down the esophagus. For the first time in his life, his toes done curled up. And then guess what happens? Guess what happens? Guess what happens? He starts not making as much content anymore. He ain't hard hitting no more. <laughs> and all of a sudden they want to switch up. And then guess what happens after that? They go about four to six months. Y'all dudes that you listeners, you tell, I don't, I can't stand CGA. 
I can't stand him. He doom and gloom. And you go get sucked off right down the esophagus. And guess what? Six months later, you be crawling back. Ah, oh, damn. What's up, CGA? Long time no see. I've been listening to the background. Coach Gang for Life. Don't worry about me, man. I've still been on my grind. I still been on my grind. And uh and, and, and I just couldn't super chat you for a while because uh, you know what I mean? I I was working, you know, working overtime and four and five jobs and all that shit. And uh, I ain't never left you, man. I've been rocking in the background and shit like that. No, you didn't. What happened was you got sucked off. You thought you had you a good one. Shout out to Adrian Paul. I'm not talking about you. You thought you had you a good one. And now you back. <laughs> you didn't skeet it all back. Oh, shit. She done proved me wrong. I thought I had me one. <laughs> You thought you had you one, didn't you? Uh-huh. Listen, listen. I'm sitting here letting y'all know, man. Y'all can y'all can take your four-month break, your six-month break, your two-year break. You thought you had a good one, and I'm going to sit here, and I'm going to keep making content like you ain't never left. And then when your ass bounce back, you'll be back, Ninja. You'll be back. <laughs> All right. I, I ain't mess, I'm messing with you, Adrian. I'm just, listen. I, I ain't talking about you. I'll be here, Ninja. Still making content. You'll have about six months to catch up, Ninja. <laughs> Y'all have six months to catch up. Ninjas will be going back. All right. Most recent video. Oh, okay. You'll be back. It's guaranteed. If you're under 30, you'll be back. You'll be back. There's a 98% chance you'll be back. <laughs> right, Ninja. You found out she wasn't yours. It was just your turn. Just come on back. Well, well, hey, listen, man. I always welcome back members. See, I don't talk shit about you. I always welcome back the coach game members. Come on back, brother. Come on down. CGA with the big hug. What's up, brother? Dap you back. Good to see you, man. Appreciate you, brother. Yeah, and all that shit. You know what I mean? All that. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Tighten it up. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't talk shit about you. Yeah, we forgive. Y'all just got sucked off. It's all that's all that happened. You got your little whistle wet, and now you done came on back when she took the mask off. <laughs> and we still here with love and care. We y'all coach gang forever. <laughs> y'all brothers, man. Hey, speaking of America's weight problem, let's get into this right here. America's weight problem. Uh, we talk about gorditas, but uh something's been going on here in America where people are expanding like crazy. And we're going to take you to Instagram. Apparently there's a heart attack restaurant. You know, our, our, our gluttony is out of control. And I've predicted that American women will be larger than American men. And when I say larger, not taller, they're going to be more massive. And it says right here, the eight heaviest women who ate for free in heart attack restaurant. I don't know where this is, well, let's go ahead and show you without the volume. This woman standing on the scale is tipping the scales at 358 pounds. And let's just say, I mean, she's fat. That, uh, no problem. Listen, that's obvious. But if you live in a certain area in, your, in America, this woman is normal. This is, I mean, I know she's big. But if you live in poor areas or the South, this is an average woman. 358 
pounds. I'm not going to lie. All right, here we go. Let's play it all the way through and we'll come back. Okay, they're walking on a scale. The scale might be outrageous here. Here's another woman. She's tipping the scale at 364. 364 pounds. This is not my screen. Here we go. We got another 300 plus. 365 pounds. Good Lord. 360 seems to be. Oh, she don't want to step all the way on. Now, the, look, at this is absolutely crazy that a human being weighs damn near 400. I want you to know how crazy that is. That a regular human being is walking around 350 pounds plus. Not even my favorite favorite pro wrestlers were 365 pounds. Like the big wrestlers were 360. The big wrestlers were 360. Now we have normal American women. Not just one multiple these are bigger than offensive linemen the average offensive lineman weighs 340 pounds and they're six feet four six feet two these women are five seven 360 pounds this is crazy let's continue let's continue look at this matt oh she a gordita too what is this gordita weight 368 368. This is outrageous to me. I mean, this is Matt. Dude, I when I worked in fitness, I would never train any woman like this. These people are wow. She was well above 380 and laughing about it. Laughing about it. Well above 380, and she didn't stand still. Oh man, she's a tall one. So 400 bruh. Some of these got to be lies. I think this is a lie. 407. 407. Look at that fupa. Yep. She's looking. Look at her. She's like, shit. I didn't let this get out of control. 407. And ninjas are penetrating these women. You're sitting at home taking lip from this woman. 407. All right. What do we got? Yep. Uh huh. The reality of, wow. This is America, y'all. This is America. All right, what are we doing? Look at that. Oh, my goodness. Look at they scared to jump on. Oh, we got a little girl. Look at she's scared to jump on. Oh, boy. Don't, 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 don't. Grimace is going to step on the scale. 442 pounds. The woman's almost 500 pounds. What are we doing in America? This is outrageous. These people, and they're walking around like nothing. Look at the, oh, no. Okay, so this is the beginning of it. This is the beginning of it. So, dude, I'm telling you, we have a mass problem in America. And uh, let's just take a look at this young lady. She wanted to jump on the scales as well. And so here she is right here. She's about five foot two, and she's going to test the scale out right here. She's five foot two. She, oh, nope, nope. She's like, oh, hell no, nope, nope, nope. She was like, nope, now, and you already could tell, bro. This is a 300 pounder, five foot two. You could tell she's short. She's coming below his shoulder line. Pause. So this is a five foot two. She's, she's as wide as she is tall. This is a problem here in America. This is a problem. She's testing it out. Let me put one of my feet. Oh, hell no. Dude, 128 and she ain't even. <laughs> 128, and she ain't even finished standing on the scale. 128. 
Guys, I weigh 185 pounds, like 180 to 185. I told you that in America, women are going to be larger than men. And it is what it is. This is our way. This is the way of the world. And matter of fact, in Philadelphia, in Philadelphia, it's worth 50 bucks. So here it is right here in Philadelphia. The first of its kind fat focus convention to be held at Temple University. This. And of course, no, we're not body shaming, but this is where it's going. They're calling it FatCon, and they want to connect with other people that look like you, think like you, feel like you, and understand you, of course, take a look at the two women. Oh, the humanity. You have two black women, of course, and then one overweight liberal. She definitely a liberal white woman. You can tell right there. Fat convention. All right, this is Fat Con. And they're going to start it up in Philadelphia. And ninjas, if you like plus size women, this isn't even plus size. Uh, if you like plus size women, they will be in Philadelphia. All right, go ahead and find and research it up on your own. Mm. He said Mastodon Con. Yes, man, what are we doing, man? So let me let me do this right here. Let's see here. I do have a couple of more things here. Uh, definitely on it, kind of related to this. Uh, there's some videos that I want to show you that uh, men gas women head up all the time. So. I'm going to show you a video, obviously a woman that is suffering from some addictions. And um, she's definitely not in condition to be having intercourse. She probably selling herself and so forth. And there's men in here saying that they would hit this on any day of the week. We're going to go through the comment section here. All right. But we're going to talk about the low standards of men, the distraction of men, what men distract themselves with. Let's go ahead and play it here. Uh, here we go. Priscilla, yes. what's going on with you? What's How up, you baby? doing today? I'm blessed. I can't even clean. I heard that. I yes. heard that. So where you from, Priscilla? I'm from North Philadelphia. Okay. How old are you? I'm 36. Okay. We got Philadelphia in here again. Not a surprise, but you can see she's tweaking. Um, she's can't stand still. So she's obviously dealing with some substance abuse, potential mental health. But as you can see, she's curvaceous. She's sloppy. A lot of guys love this. She got a fupa. She got thick. Thick thighs and hips and titties, soggy ass titties. And look at the comment section. This is why I tell you the American black man needs a reality check. Because then you get mad at me when I show you average looking women, right? Do you get mad at me? And I show you a, obviously a woman that's attractive to millions of people other than black men. And then they get mad at me talking about my beauty standards. Look at this. Ninja, I'll hit that on a sober day. Another one, she got potential. This is from a woman. Marty says, the comment section, nasty work. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got to go to the clinic and shower first. Then I'm going to heaven. Okay. Then I'm going to heaven. This, one, this woman says, uh, every man is hitting. What? She's a pretty woman with a body. Mm. We, little cleanup and visit to the clinic will have her up to scratch. This is the woman, brother. Mm. This, man, we are done. We got no standards. What? A little bath? Really? Come on, man. Every man is hitting. Where do y'all live at? Mm. Okay. Here's another brother right here. These brothers out here starving. Are y'all? Yeah, that brother's starving. Are, when, are men this starving bad? I can see why men are in bad shape. Men are starving this bad. 
clinic, shower, fresh clothes, food in her stomach, and she'll turn into my content creating partner. My homeboy said, what's her at? <laughs> All right. Now we got one rational person. Nah, y'all ninjas F anything. When I grew up, ninjas in my school only the mess wanted to mess with girls that look good and had goals. Not going after anything just because it got body. Ninja's weird. She probably burning or just dirty. And the ninja will run in that. That's why these bum females feel entitled now because ninjas hype up anything. Facts. Facts, 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 facts. Now, I'm not trying to Johnson police now. But if we as a culture, if we as a culture, like y'all got to move out. Y'all got to get outside. Y'all got to get outside. Y'all got to get outside of Philadelphia. This is clearly a crackhead, and she's in bad shape. <laughs> 36? Okay. You familiar with Kensington or what? You out here today? I mean, I was born and raised right here on Dean Allegheny. Okay. Okay with the Elkins. All right. Um, tell, me, tell me a little bit about yourself, Priscilla. I mean. I these people should not be procreated with. I mean, these people should be eliminated. Right. Eliminated through nature, not through uh, uh, artificial means. Nature should deal with them. All right. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I was uh being a, a mother. Okay. And taking care of six. Okay. Um, uh, Ain't too much, right? No. Yeah. I was working my whole life. Okay, what you do for work? Um, it was at first it was like checkers, and I was home health aid and stuff like that. Man, oh my lord, have mercy, bruh. Man, there's no cleaning that up. There's no cleaning that up. Did you see that fupa print? You see that gunt? You see that gunt? She pulling her pants up, revealing that gunt. I cannot. I cannot. <laughs> All right. Anyway, yo, brothers, we need to get better. Uh, speaking of, here's hyping up more bullshit. So. Here's another one right here. Check this out. This this woman right here has a big, she has a big rear end. She definitely has a big rear end. It's not my style, but you guys go in. I, I'm not mad at you if you don't if you like this. Now, here's the problem. Check out who we're hyping up on the internet. And it's all your ass. All my ass. Who your boyfriend right now, Granny? A fly jumped on her ass. That should be an indicator that her ass is like shit. But anyway. All right. Original and everything. Go ahead, Granny. Oh, how old is you, girl? Ninjas a hit anything. This is who we hyping up right here. I mean, I get it. A hit here, a hit there. You know what I mean? Like, okay, is anybody looking, you know? I, everybody is down bad sometimes. But we're hyping this bitch up because she got an ass. I mean, we got Harriet Tubman ass having ass. What? Man, we need to, we have sexual deviancy and dysfunction in our communities, for sure. This is ridiculous. Did you see that fly jump on it? <laughs> we down bad. 66 years old. And you got that big old granny. How long you had that big old ass, granny? 66 years. 66 years old. Yeah. Now, now look at y'all gassing her up. 
Look at her face when she says 66. What? You 66? She looked 86. She looks 86. She don't look 66. And she like, yep. She looked 1986. What the hell are we talking about? <laughs> and it's all your ass. All my ass. Who your boyfriend right now? Grant? You see that fly? You see that fly jump on that? Oh, my goodness. All right. Original and everything. Go ahead, Grant. He smacked her ass. Man, we got to. We gonna have to start <laughs> 1886. Yeah, somebody says Soldier or Truth, not Harriet Tubman. We gonna have to do uh, some serious counseling for our men because we do not understand evolution. We do not understand a natural selection. Okay, so here's here's the most of us right here. Oh, I got I still this segment is still going on because this is what we end up doing, guys, and we've all been here. More, some of us more than the others. So let's just be honest. We'll be all honest. Okay. Honesty is the best policy because after you're done hitting that, this is how you be looking. Play. Yep. And so we know why we have mental health issues for men in our community. <laughs> we know we have substance abuse, alcoholism. One of the reasons why is we cannot get our sexual dysfunction in order. All right. We have no ability to do it. So after we he said me pulling up to my two out of tens house and yes, twos are getting hit out here. I'm seeing twos getting hit and smashed because we're deviants out here. This is, this is ridiculous. Post nut clarity gonna hit hard. <laughs> oh man. Oh my goodness. Man, we out here out of control. Meanwhile, I do have footage of me sneaking out as well. So um, listen, I'm not immune to this. I do have footage of myself pulling up in the 911. Now, you know there's a problem when you're driving sports cars, it's that larger women don't fit. So you're gonna have to restrict your access to your vehicle to smaller women. That's just how it's going to work. You know, you guys don't realize that. When you get these sports cars with bucket seats and it's low to the ground, like, there's going to be large, large women can't fit in the car. And I do have footage of me bringing one of my large and in-charge chicks in here, um, and she's going to admit she's too thick to ride in the 911. Let's go ahead and take you to my footage here, alleged footage, right here. About time, take it forever. Big booty Judy. Big booty Judy. Big all right, so she thicker than a snicker. All right, she thicker than the snicker, man. Oh, the humanity. All right, she definitely, she definitely thicker than the snicker. So let's see her hop in the whip. All right, this is why I got to only date flatbacks. I only got to date flatbacks. Big booty Judy. Uh oh, big booty Judy. Get the ass in the car. Oh, yeah, you might not fit in these. No, you might not fit in these. You will not fit in these. Flatbacks only. All right, here we go. Am I getting on a roller coaster or what? No, that's car slow. All right, get in. Oh, my Lord. Get that. Oh, the humanity. All right, get that. Get all of that in right there. Get all of that in. By the way, um, what you'll see is that, you know, when they stuff themselves into the seat, they look quite uncomfortable. Here we go. 
Oh, she done farted. Did you hear her fart? She farted getting in too, man, or she sharted. Let me see what happened here. Let's see what's going on here. I think she farted. You gonna fit it? Yeah, that she definitely farted when she got in, uh, because the seats are low. You know. Oh, you don't. Take a look at that, ladies and gentlemen. Goodness. Oh, the humanity. All right, man. Hey, listen. This is why you got to ride with flatbacks when you get your money up. You got to ride with flatbacks when you get your money up. You know, she um, farting and getting into the car. <laughs> All right. You don't fit. You can't ride. And then just somebody says she can fit in the truck, but you can't fit in the 911. All right. Here you go. <laughs> she can't even close the door. She can't even close the door, y'all. Get out. You got to grab the seatbelt. Oh my goodness, take a look at this is a man almighty. I only open door for my high school crush right along. That's it. Ooh, Boy, she big. All right, so that ain't me. And he's sniggling too. He's showing his teeth. All right, shout out to Mike Mike. All right, this is from the Mike Mike channel. If you don't watch the Mike Mike channel, I don't watch him too often, but I am aware of him. He does have flatbacks that he he does. He has women of all races and all kinds. I think he might be even in Vegas, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not sure. All right. But there's Mike. Mike, he has a big channel. Uh, shout out to him. We're just using his channel to have a little bit of fun today. And he has all kinds. All right. He has all kinds that ride in his car. So he just doesn't put uh, biggins in there. He puts a lot. He puts Asians and Linglings and Mexicans and white girls. All right. So he has a good channel here. I might have to copy his channel. He definitely was. Yeah, that brother's star. Shout out to Mike Mike. All right, let me get to the Super Chats contributions, and then we'll continue on with the show. Thanks for getting the show off to a great start. All right, boy, that was a thick. I mean, gosh, okay, was she fat or thick? All right, we might have to put up a poll on that one. Let me just see here. That There's no way, man. She thick? All right, uh, let me see here. Let's put up a poll just so we can see, because we, ha we have a split audience. We do have... A split audience between black man and white man, fat or thick. Fat. All right, here we go. Fat or thick. Let's just see what you guys' opinions are. I'm gonna put it up on the free agent. I'm gonna put up on the notorious channel. All right. Fat or thick. Because people think that people are gonna say she's thick. You know what I mean? Listen, we're not here to body shame. We're not also here. We're not also here not to uh salami police. All right, so there you go, right there. Okay, let's get to these super chats. How about we do that? How about we do that? We got, we got, who do we got here? <laughs> all right, here we go. You can vote on the poll there. Shout out to KJ. He says, thanks for all you do. Appreciate you, man. And shout out to everybody sniggling at me while at work. All right, hopefully making your work day go faster. All right, what do we got here? We got, uh, we got Bree. We're going to call you Brayon. He says, uh, good morning, good afternoon, coach. He says, I'm curious to know when you were going to try. Wait, when you were going through your hard times, what kept you motivated and how did you overcome negative thoughts? Uh, one thing that kept me motivated was my my vision, my vision board. And number one, that's number one. Number two, my belief in that I had the ability to be able to earn whatever I thought in my mind. So I knew I was better than the circumstances going in. So when I was going through my tough time, I'm like, I knew I was way better than this. I knew I deserved a better outcome. And it was only a matter of time if I removed the distractions. I actually talked about this in the free agent lifestyle book. And where I said, I thought I was going to, I knew I was going to be a millionaire. 
And I knew I deserved to be a millionaire because I knew my skill set. So when I was going through hard times, one thing I didn't do was compound them. And so when my book comes out, The Blue Chip Mindset, I talk about compounding issues. So when I was going through a hard time, I did not drink alcohol or do drugs, right? And um, at the time, I had some family members going through a hard time, and I was helping them a little bit. And, you know, I helped them stay at my house for time periods. I did not let them bring alcohol into the house, right? So I would say no alcohol, no drugs. And they would be like, how come I can't bring beer in? No alcohol, no drugs, because you're going to compound the issue, meaning it's going to bring you down lower after you wake up. And those are the things that got me going. I had a vision board. I encourage everybody to use a vision board. You can use Pinterest. You can use magazines and cutouts. You can use a uh, Tumblr. There's a lot of it. Instagram. You can create a vision board by creating a different profile and just posting all the things that you like and want. Remember, my Porsche 911 was on my vision board for 10 years before I even sat my rear end in one. And I said, I know this is going to be one of my goals. So I work to pursue that anyway. Anyway, shout out to you. Uh, where are we at here? Uh, appreciate you for asking that question. But that is vital. If you're going through hard times, last thing you want to do is um, last thing you want to do is compound them and get deeper and deeper into a sunken place. What do we got here? The Jimmy ZTT says fat con 2023. No fat men wanted or allowed. This is true. I'm going to set up a food cart outside and take the profit straight to the Juco. Luckily, it's all on the same campus. Shout out to you. Yes. Oh, yeah, boy. That's a strategic plan. That is a strategic plan. You're you're thinking third dimensionally. Shout out to. JC says my Mastodon is slowly morphing to a tour. Uh, it's time to cut out, cut out, time to cut her off. Cody Draper, great live stream CGA. I'm thankful. And do you find it funny? Men can't have standards. Plus, how does karma affect women such as cheating and false allegations? Yeah, uh, that's that's a good that's a good question because we always just talk about the effects of her lying, but eventually they'll land in delusion and they'll become Ebony K. Williams. So. So the karma is always karma. I, I believe in karma to an extent, not the way everybody believes it, but, um, you know, in your soul, you put you put out bad energy. Bad energy is only going to be returned. And these people constantly are going to be around bad energy. So when they cheat, lie, steal, um, use men for money, finesse them, finesse the system, the government, the child support, it's going to come back and they'll they'll wonder why. They'll be like, how come how come everybody's against me? They'll have that. Unfortunately, they'll be like 50 years old to have a wart on their nose. You know what I mean? They have a wart right here, a mole with a hair coming out of it. And they'll wonder why people don't fold, you know, when they start talking. They'll just be an angry Karen or Tata Alicia. What goes around comes around. So energy is energy is uh, ne necessary to understand. People, women tend to put out bad energy when they're young because they're young and dumb and people listen to them. Men do the same, but they're young and dumb, but people don't listen to them. Mm. He says this in the he says, do you find it funny that men can have standards as well? I don't I, I find it interesting. It's a great it's a great conversation piece because standards are important. And the fact that people women are like three hundred and fifty pounds is because men don't have standards. 
if men did not date women that were way out of these ranges, these women would not be 350. They, they certainly weren't. The reason why they're like this 350 and 400 is that there, there are men that have no choice and have to bang women like this. Ultimately, I think it's a fetish. I'm a big believer in the difference between a preference, a fetish, and low-hanging fruit. There's, there's discussion to be had there. So you might say it's a preference, but I think it's a fetish. All right. So you're seeing a lot of available women. You see a lot of them in your neighborhood. So you fetishize the woman. And thus, you might put up with her being like that only because it sexually pleases you, which is fine. That's a whole different conversation. But these aren't preferences. These are fetishes. Oftentimes, these women aren't getting the best available men to partner and pair with. They're getting poor and broke and desperate men that put up with their shit. That is a fetish. That's a result of you making relish, make making a fetish a preference. I don't I, I don't mind. You know what I mean? It, it is what it is, you know. Ninja's Hutton uh uh for sexual desire, which is fine, but let's just call it what it is. It's a fetish. But men are oftentimes aren't pleased at the results of their fetish. <laughs> All right, what are we doing here? Tall Communication says, listening to Mike Tyson's audiobook in chapter eight, he admits the false alligator that sent him to jail was because he showed no aftercare. He says, I thought you were joking and you really are Coach Stradamus. <laughs> hey, all right, man, I know what I'm talking about. Mike Tyson got in trouble with Desiree Washington, who was 18 years old at the time, a beauty pageant contestant, because he did not walk her downstairs to a taxi cab. End of story. <laughs> okay. Tiger Woods got in trouble because he wouldn't send a woman $50. Now, I don't know what the amount was, but he refused to let the woman continue to ask him for money. And he tried to cut that bitch off. He tried to pull the Reverend X and cut her off. Now, the results of that, guess what happened? This ninja life fell apart. I don't give a fuck what you think, bitch. Cut that bitch off. Next caller. I'm here to tell you, aftercare goes a long way. And a lot of guys like, man, I ain't walking her home. I ain't driving her home. I ain't getting her an Uber. I ain't paying for her shit. Aftercare matters. Mike Tyson went to prison because he didn't walk her downstairs to a cab. He admits this in the book now. Now, I'm, I, I kind of understand that. I know what's up. I know what happened. And so she said, oh, you're going to treat me like that? Okay, I'll show you. Guys, I'm telling you, man, women work like that. Aftercare is vital. You're going to save yourself some headaches, a lot of headaches. It doesn't mean you're going to be without headaches. Tiger Woods got in trouble because uh, the woman he was fornicating with, he was just treating him like shit. One got in financial trouble, asked him for some money, and he said, fuck you, bitch. And then guess what? <laughs> he said, I ain't giving you no money. Now, the money that he probably could have gave her, probably he would have had to give that every three months. Every three months, she would have asked him for $500 here, $500 there. It would have been quite annoying. It would have been quite annoying. But he lost over a half a billion dollars because he didn't want to give up less than 75 bucks. Right? I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Aftercare is vital. 
see the see the woman off, kiss her on the forehead, walk her, hold her hand to the Uber, order the Uber, see her in the Uber. If she says, I don't want an Uber, give her a ride. <laughs> give her a ride. Take the 75 bucks and just forget about it. And then just you guys got too much pride. Too much pride when you're dealing with women. And then pride comes before the fall. Tell her, go home, kiss her on the lips, whatever you have to do. Smack her on the booty. Get her home. Get her home and, and deal with it. <laughs> Kayla says being overweight is one thing in this world that impacts men and women equally, just in a negative fashion. He says for women who want to preach equality, why aren't there any body positivity groups for men it is very hypocritical. Well, we know they're not in it for equality. They're in it for their own self-serving purposes, which we're going to get to later. I got a lot of super chats. Shout out to Mar Mo Mart in the building. Shout out to you, brother. Thank you. KT says kids tuition in five years. Then it's bye-bye to the community. He out of there. He out of there. Get out of here. All right. Uh, Lyle Pocket says, I paid a car note. I paid my car note. Only 100 went to the principal. Just kidding. All right. <laughs> that was a woman yesterday. Kevin G just copped the free agent lifestyle book. Salute. Salute to the GOAT. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, man. Look, we're going to get the Venmo and Super Chats here in a minute. I do have one more to share. C Hustle says, wanted to say uh, this yesterday, but the BW, the BWs are telling each other not to go to Dubai, especially when they find out it's a crime to twerk. Saw a TikTok and BWs were canceling their flights. Dubai don't want they BS, yes, at all, at all. So I don't think Dubai is going to go out of business because black women aren't going to go. All right, so listen, um, another case of a group of women with bad attitudes that don't want to be put in their place. They want to do what they want to do. It's basically discouraging men for participating with them in honest relationships. They want to mouth off. They want to twerk. And nobody's putting up with that shit. So I don't, I don't think they're going to go out of business. Straggle and Sniggle Theater. Let's go. Hey, ride with me if you ride with me. You can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast sticky. Come get high with me. That's a deal, right? Right, Straggle and Sniggle Theater, since it's Tuesday, we're going to get the mariachi band going. And we're going to take you to the Sigma Lambda Alpha uh, sorority. Now, this is qu causing quite the controversy because people are accusing these gorditas of uh, cultural appropriation. All right. So there's a, something called cultural appropriation where a culture creates something. And then what the other people will do is they'll find good in it and then they'll use it. Now, it could be cultural appreciation, meaning that we appreciate this, but we're going to so we're going to copy it. But some people say, no, this is off limits. We created this. Thus, you can't use it. So let's take you to the scene of the crime. There's definitely some gorditas in here, brothers. Boy, gordita, man, gorditas going to be everywhere, bro. All right. Anyway. Packed in them pants like sausage. All right, here we go. Gorditas everywhere. 
I mean, we never going to run out of gorditas. This is going to be the, the national bird of America in a minute. Now, I got to turn the music down. Boy, gorditas everywhere. Soggy titties. All right. Oh, man, we going to be out of control, man. All right. Tortas and and and, and chalupas. And we going to be busy, bro. They got there's not enough for them to go around for my Latino brothers. We're going to be um, <laughs> in the national bird in about 100 years. My question is this. Um, is this cultural appropriation? A lot of slow Tuesdays in there. They're slow Tuesday. The whole line is slow Tuesdays. I mean, Lord. Is there, is this cultural appropriation? People are in the comment section going in on these young ladies and, and you know, they're not doing it very well. I will say this. And it says right here, we are the only people that are enemy that our, I think they meant that our enemies cosplay us. These people weird about us. Uh, we do start to see this conversation being had that that these people don't like us but they copy us what do you guys think oh uh the twitter is still up so let's see here i'm going to show you an example of what they're going to show as a real sorority doing something similar <laughs> okay i gotta turn the music down so let's see if here all right so here is a sorority kind of doing what what the other girls were meant to be doing Shout out to Southern University, this looks like. Or, yeah, this looks like one of the black colleges there. So, yeah, the girls were not pulling it off like this. This is, this is definitely well done in comparison. It's the same song, too, matter of fact. These look like dancing dolls, as a matter of fact. These don't look like these don't look like sorority girls, all right? I don't think this is a sorority. I don't think so, but this looks more like a step team or dance team or drill team. Um. And uh, yeah, this is not the same. This is not a sorority. So anyway, they're definitely doing it better. What do you think? What do you think? I, definitely the black college girls did way better. All right. So the other girls were doing it way worse and they're getting wrecked for it. I find this to be straggle sniggle behavior. But um, listen, much like anything that is produced in our country um, by black people, they seem to not be able to think business wise like they want to own it and not trademark it. So this is a blue chip moment for you normies. If you think you own it, you must you must prove that you own it or else everybody will continue to steal it. And you will have the you know who's in there stealing it. You can't just say people are off limits and they can't do it. That is actually not going to happen. So if you say you own it and create it, monetize it before everybody else does, not just twerk in the middle of the street or create step dances and say our fraternity owns it. You got to own it in order to say it's yours. So let's start having that mentality instead of complaining when other people do it and monetize it. All right. Sadly, but truly, if you look at, if you look at, I'm sorry, if you look at break dancing and more like um dancing, if you ever catch a dancing show, I always see Asians dancing, like doing the pop lock and all of that shit. And they be doing like the creative dance. They'd be like stepping out there and being like, <laughs> I always see Asians doing it. Asian men and women, they'll get out there and they'll be like, pop it, don't lock it. It's always like a Latino guy, like, pop it. <laughs> the Jabberwockies, they do the whole scene. They be in Vegas making millions of dollars, like, pop it, don't stop it. Pop it, don't stop it. Pop, 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 pop. 
<laughs> Asians done took over dancing. They put on them baggy pants and the Aaliyah sports bra, the little Asian girl come out and they be pop it. Don't stop it. Pop it. <laughs> and then they monetize it and then just be mad. <laughs> he says you can't trademark a dance. Okay, you go let people, you just gonna leave it over there. See, see, I, I get what you're saying. You're actually true. But watch this. You can monetize a dance. So why the why the Jabberwockies got a whole Las Vegas show? Why the Jabber why the Jabberwockies got a whole show in Las Vegas with no ninjas dancing in the background? No ninjas. Think about it. You can monetize it. You can make it a business. Come on, man. We got we got stop. We got to stop. And you know what happens is, you know what happens is, what happens is, you know, black people are such a small minority here, but they have a big impact culturally. What tends to happen is they create stuff so fast. It's kind of like technology. They create stuff so fast. And by middle of the next year, it's old. It's old. And then you let it go. You let it die. You'd be like, oh, that's old. And so if I listen to all these old heads, oh, it's old. And then guess what? There's some essays right now still listening to Juicy Fruit. There's some essays right now still listening to uh, Cutie Pie by One Way. There's some essays still right now listening to uh, Roger Troutman and Zap. But what we do is once it goes, the wave comes and goes, we tend to be like, oh, that's old. That's old. That's old. And you let it go. And it's it's crazy because then they'll keep they'll replicate the music and they're still replicating music that sounds like Roger Troutman and Zap. And it came out yesterday. <laughs> it came out yesterday, but you don't see it. But in their culture, they're still listening to it. And all their music, their new music sounds like 83 music. And you'll be like, eh. And you lose on it. You're losing. You lose the battle because we tend to be so creative. We create so much. And it's old. The stanky leg. The, the whip and the nay-nay. It's just always some shit. And then um, some old Asian dude will do the whip. And the nay-nay. <laughs> whip, whip. And the nay-nay. And then we're like, oh, you still doing that old dance? And there will be somebody. There will be somebody in a large arena doing the whip in the nene, making millions <laughs> in Vegas. There's a person in Vegas doing the whip in the nene, making millions. So this is an idea what I'm talking about. That's you can't you can't you can't trademark it, but you can brand it and monetize it. It's crazy. You guys got to start thinking, man, because that then they start saying, well, you still in our culture. It's not your culture. It's not. I saw a Gangnam Style do right now, still doing the Gangnam Style in front of millions of people. When was the Gangnam Style? I'm here to teach, man. I'm here to teach. Yeah, to get uh, the dude. Yeah, somebody just talked about it right here. Gangnam Style. Let me show you. Gangnam. Is it Gangnam Style? What is it called? <laughs> I don't even know what it's called. Gangnam Style. Gang. Gangnam Style. He's still making millions right now. Let me see if I can pull it up just so I can show you. This is this is 2023. 
2023. When did they come out? 2012. I mean, 2008, 2009. Look, 2023. Look at the crowd he got. So nothing is old. What you think is old is you're losing out on the monetizing. So here he is right now. So the mentality of it's old, it's useless, we can't get out of it. Look, it's still right now, still in 2023. This ninja still up there shuffling. So think about that. Think about it. Think about it. There's ne never let your stuff get old. Uh, we don't want to do it no more because I want to look old. Monetize it, brand it, move on if you truly own it. All right, that was a blue chip mindset. That was a blue chip mindset. Somebody will watch us do it. All right, uh, this one right here, we're still on straggling Sniggle Theater. All right, uh, what do you think about this? This does happen. I've had this happen. Um, people go out for dinner. The bill comes. And this person wanted everyone to split the bill for dinner. Let's go ahead and show you. I'm not splitting the bill, sorry. That's crazy. You expect us to split the bill? You got lamb chop. You got steak. Look at all that. Look at what all they got. They talking about splitting the bill. What you come out for? What did you come out for? We come together. All right, I'm splitting it again. My thing is, y'all doing too much. Y'all doing way too much. We didn't order all that. We went out. All right, typical miscommunication. Um, this should be this should be pretty simple. Uh, this should definitely be pay what you consumed. Okay, pay what you consume. This happened to me uh, when I was married. We had some neighbors. They got together. They went to a fancy restaurant. They invited us. I think there were four couples there. They were buying bottles of beer, uh, bottles of uh, uh, champagne. They were bo buying bottles of champagne. We had just got married, so we were on a budget. We were not buying a whole bunch of shit. Matter of fact, the food that I got was disgusting. All right. It had some peppers in it that I, I couldn't even eat it. So I didn't even enjoy it. But the whole table kept buying champagne bottle, champagne bottle, champagne bottle. What eventually happened was the bill came and they wanted to split it down the middle. Mm. They wanted to just spit, split it. And we was like, we wasn't buying champagne. We wasn't buying bottles of wine. They bought like five bottles of wine, a couple bottles of champagne. And it was only four couples. I was like, bro, hell no, 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 no. But of course, some people want to save face. You don't want to look like cheapskate. So you pay your half. And it was a budget buster for us. We we didn't budget for something like that. And they just invited us to eat. <laughs> they didn't say we're going to a fancy restaurant. We showed up and we we're like, oh, shit, hold up. Mm. Now, my opinion is this is not a split. This is not a split. He's saying certain people have had bought lobster and crab and seafood. And then you had the people, primarily the consumers of those things, wanting to split it, which means possibly they could pay less for than what they ordered. Knowing that certain people knew that they were going to um, only pay for what they consume. And they're taking advantage of that. This is not a split situation. This is pay for what you ordered. And if other people decided to operate on a budget and not get surf and turf and lobster and crab and steak and filet mignon and all of this shit, you pay your half, okay? Mm. Now the restaurants got to get involved. People got to have hurt feelings. And I believe this was the young woman, the fat woman in the uh, pink Pepto-Bismol uh, jacket. It was her birthday. So she wants everybody to split the bill. And the guy's telling everyone, this is what you ate. So pay what you weigh.
Only fan for what's on the check. I'm not splitting the bill, Shawty. That's crazy. You expect us to split the bill? You got lamb chops. So you got lamb chops. You got steak. Steak. Look at how they. All right. He said you got some other shit, and he got pasta. Mm. All right. And so he got pasta. He got pasta. He got he got fettuccine Alfredo without the chicken, and his bill was twenty five bucks plus the drink. The other woman's got seventy five dollar fillet. All right. The other women got surf and turf. So as you can see, it would be a disadvantage for him to pay on a split because it would be way more than he actually consumed. It's sad. I think this is obviously a situation where um, the communication needs to be held up front so that there's no hard feelings. Everybody pay what you weigh and move on. All right. Everybody pay what you weigh and move on. All right. I was eating some lamb chops this weekend. All right. Uh, speaking of pay what you weigh in lamb chops, are you guys buying this? This apparently is in Oakland, California. The O-A-K-L-A-N-D. All right. The O-A-K-L-A-N-D. All right. What is it? Beef or pork? Beef? Okay. Oh, yeah. Cash app? No cash app? Oh, what kind of meat you got? What is it? Beef or pork? Beef? Okay. Oh, yeah. Cash app? No cash app? Oh, what kind of meat you got? This is a no. This is going to be a no. This is going to be an absolute no. All right. There's nothing about this that I'm going to participate in. This ninja selling meat out of the back of the Ford Explorer. That Ford Explorer does not pass the emissions test and does not have current registration tags. All right. There's no way in hell that I'm going to eat this. There's no refrigeration. There's no cooling mechanism. Uh, there's nothing going on there. There's just a pile of meat on a on a tarp. Hell no. You guys are you guys are asking for it. Gosh. And by the way, you don't even know if this is pork or meat. If this is horse donkey, you cannot tell. But people are in hard times and people got to hustle. I'm going to go no on this. He's at least weighing it. Oh, look at the sanity, the sanitation. Jesus. I don't even know what this is. What kind of cut is this? My man, we're just cutting the meat off, the gristle, and the bone. Oh, man. All right. They say this is in Oakland, California. Lord have mercy. Oh, man. Hey, one thing we do have is we have a couple of little bit of health standards here in America. That's not it. By the way, in Italy, don't you know? In Italy, they sell meat out there, paws, just like that. So it's not like that. It's not in a car trunk, but that's how you buy your fish in Sicily. So the open market, there's some videos of me in Sicily um, like that as well. They do have it a little bit more cool, a little bit more prepped. But uh, for years and years, for centuries, as a matter of fact, way back into the years of Christ, Way back into the years of the you know, I'm not gonna say what race, what people we know. I can't say that. All right, they, that's how they sell meat. Uh, you go to China, you go to China, that's how the meat is out there, the chicken and all that. <laughs> all right, so uh, be careful out there. I'm not dealing with no no meat like that out there. Pause. We're going speaking of China, we're going to the Asian food mark where apparently some straggles had wanted to get into a shopping cart derby. Let's go ahead and go to the scene at Giant Tiger Grocery Store. They're trying to shoplift food. 
one lady tearing them shins up on the skinny one. All right, the Pepto-Bismol uh, hoodie. She tearing them shins up. Get out! Oh, oh man, she's picking up a picture, man. Boy, they out here. These people out here struggling. Look at this. Man, listen, the reason why I play these, man, is because the what we think of women and what women are we're told women are. I can show you examples of some straggle ass women, man. they they be out here vicious as hell when it comes to survival mode. Look at this. Oh, they won. Look at that. Damn. Out of there. Man. They did all that just for some Gatorade. They actually got away with that. Yeah, they got away with it, man. Um, You know what I mean? Like, they, we need the days back where we would chop somebody's hands off for doing stuff like that. All right. Yes, I'm barbaric. Barbaric with it. Another straggle. Suki Hana is at it again. And, of course... Um, she's in London, black women traveling. I know she doesn't represent all black women, but Sukiana is out in London and she has some things to say. I believe this woman has sold her soul to the devil. I just, she even admits it. This is her acting out in London. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to get my coochie stretched. I'm trying to get my coochie stretched mm-hmm. and eat a nigga ass. Eat a nigga ass. We be eating niggas ass today in London. Period. Baby. I'm trying to get this coochie stretched. Mm-hmm. All right. And so, uh, you know, I I find that a lot of people do this when they're out of their element and they want to do the element of surprise and they think that they're just going to shock value. So they go and twerk, they go and act up instead of conforming. They figure, hey, no, I'm going to give them a taste of who we are. And she's talking about getting her coochie stretched. And these women over here apparently either being visitors to London or women that live in London. Check out their reaction. I'm trying to get my coochie stretch. And so, I, I, you know, I do see a lot of uh, people that are out of their element, and particularly blacks. They'll go to the suburbs and they'll do this. And uh, look at these two Karens. They're absolutely appalled, even though they probably eat groceries as well. But they're actually appalled. So she's waiting to get next to them. And this is how you represent. Um, unfortunately, not a lot of blacks travel to the United Kingdom. There are there, that not, but not a lot of American blacks travel to the UK. So these people, this is going to be their only experience with you. And this is what they get. This is what they get. I'm trying to get my coochie stretched and eat a nigga ass. All right. And so these women are, <laughs> these women are absolutely appalled. They're, oh, the humanity. Uh, they're clutching their pearls, but they belong to sex orgy groups when they were younger. So they're not innocent as well. But why? Why do this? Ass, we be eating niggas' ass today in London. Period, baby. I'm trying to get this coochie stretch. Why? I mean, this is man. This is absolutely atrocious behavior. And uh, you know, and she's serious about it too, man. So um, when you're mad at how people treat you, this is mainly because there are certain people acting out in ways that you don't know. All right, and so they represent y'all well. Uh, and you wonder why they get arrested in Dubai. They get thrown in jail in Russia. They act like that in the United Kingdom. Not all, but just oh, guys, it don't take that many. It don't take that many. You're going to take that mindset to other places. And you wonder why they keep you out of these communities. She's Nigerian, man. Hey, listen, I don't dice up 
Just like I don't dice up fat people, I don't dice up black people. They're American. And we have to understand that is an American. They don't see people as, you know, because ninjas be trying to dice each other up. Well, I'm a foundational black person and they tethers and they American. And I listen, we can make fun of these people. But when they when white people see you and black folks, when you go to Europe, you are a black American. You're an American first. When you go to Europe, you're in America. Then you're a black American. All right. But you're an American first. So let's just qualify that. They don't look at her as a Nigerian. She has all of the accents and the behavior of a black American, not a Nigerian. I rarely see Nigerians acting like this, just so you know. Rarely ever see Nigerians acting like this. I'm sure you can find some. But if you think that the Nigerians are falsely representing foundational black Americans, that's your argument. I'm sure you have an argument for that. There is an argument to made, be made for that. However, the, anybody got time to even chop that up? She's acting like a straggle-daggle, a country one at that. A country one. Shout out to Thomas Soul. Speaking of, I did a stream on um, the cheerleader effect. The cheerleader effect. If you actually have extra time, look up on my stream about the cheerleading effect. Let me see if I can pull it up so you can see what's going on here. Let me see if I can Google my name. Oh, I'm shadow banned. <laughs> All right. Let me see here. Cheerleader effect. And the cheerleader effect, I went in on. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm definitely channel banned. I can't even pull myself up here. Pause. Let me see if I can find the clip. Uh, I did find. Okay, here we go right here. All right, this would be great for you if you think that I'm a new guy in this sphere. I did a stream on the cheerleading effect. So remember this stream. Go back and check it out. Just Google my name and cheerleading effect where I broke down the roles of women that go outside. And we gave them numbers, not their ranking but we told you what everybody's roles are. Who's the nasty girls? Who's the prude? Who's the cock blocker? Who's more likely to, for you to sleep with? Who the women, like, who's the whore in the group? Who's the, we went through each one. So go through that stream. I'm not going to reveal which role each one had, but we're going to talk about this role right here. Number six, number six. Now consider that when I talk about and show you this one right here. Here's a number six live and in action. So what the role of is the number six is to block or take one for the team. All right. So a guy that deals with the group of women, they're going to take one for the team. So as you see pictured here are some flatbacks, milly mouth kind of muskratish, but these are the women that would probably be the target of a sane man. All right. And uh, they, these are the easy hits. People think these are going to be the sluts and whatnot. But check this out. Check this out. If you know the cheerleading effect, you also always have to watch out for the number six. See, there you go right there. The number six doing her job. The number six doing her job. So she's been sponsored. She's the protector. And she's going to come out and cock block when she deems necessary, sometimes she overcocks blocks, which we're going to show you here, which the girls are interested in the attention. But because she's not getting any, she says, I'm going to cock block. Okay. <laughs> so they're trying to calm her down now. And the boys here are trying to get the attention. <laughs> All right. And so as you can see, I'll play the video in hold. 
one of the girls brings the other brings the uh, six away, the cock blocker, the refrigerator. Number one of the girls says, "Hey, calm down. We're we're fine." And now you can see the interaction is being had. Now the Chad gets to get access to the flatback. All right, so here we go. Right here, we'll play it all the way through. Fucking dog, you fucking. All right, so she's still trying to cock block. All right, and she's now she's angry. Now she's angry that even her friends are telling her to calm down. As you can see, more muskrats have stepped up to the chads. Wow. Bro, give me my new. Right. It's right there. It's right there. All right, so there you go. The numbers are exchanging. So these girls are fine with the chads, but the but the big girl, the number six, the cock blocker, the refrigerator, was angry because she was getting no play. And there's one apparently leaving. Is he leaving with a chat? Oh, one of the flatbacks was leaving. He decided to get a video of the flatback. But what she misunderstood, what somebody said is is that the 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 enforcer we call number six the enforcer the enforcer is not supposed to chase away chads and because the chads are giving the girls attention she now jumps into action to cock block the chads and they have to oh no 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 don't cock block these <laughs> right here <laughs> all right let's go ahead and play it in full <laughs> Yeah, she mad now. All right, so you see. It's right there. It's right there. So the number is made that they that they they're like, hey, we're we're good. We're good, Helga. We're good. We're good. You're scared away the chats. We can scare away the losers, but not the hat to the backwards guys, not hat to the back guy. All right. So anyway, I think that's it for Straggle Sniggle now. So we're gonna catch up on some super chat. Hey, ride with me if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast sticky, come get high with me. That's a deal, right? Yeah, uh, so she won't be invited out next time. They're gonna get a new enforcer. And the enforcer's there only to enforce and do her job. All right, but if she overdoes her job, and we've been in situations where enforcers overdo it. It, it makes it uncomfortable for everyone. So shout out to everybody here. Coochie, coo, coochie croc and King Kong. I don't even know what that says. Coochie croc King Kong. Thank you for saying that. I think you just donate for me to say that. Don't you? You do. Dwayne Dustin Rhodes says, I'm just big bone, just my thyroid, no body shame in the building. Uh, right now, only 66% on both sides thought the woman was fat. All right, ETC ready to work. Good morning, CGA and the coach gang. Why don't you understand the weight gain? Here is the play. Body positivity to medication to need to lose weight for health reasons to lipo back to the meds equals major money for King Pharma. Indeed, I know new, I understand new, it. New, new world order. I understand it, but of course, many people don't. I worked in that industry and... um. The biggest people, the biggest people tend to be on meds, but there, you know, there's arguments to say it doesn't indicate who's in better shape. I mean, better condition. They're definitely not in better shape, but it un doesn't understand. You can't tell who's healthy, but I know 375 pounds ain't healthy. DGC more. 
The woman won't change until men realign themselves with masculinity. I'm sitting back with indifference to the decline. La Jolla and Scottsdale for the win. Him like flatbacks. Harem King for the Costco rotisserie chicken and watermelon. I'll eat some. All right. Uh, Abel returns to Eden. Two or nine out of ten. It all ends up the same. You will die alone. All right. So it's all the same when you're horizontal and in the dark. Worlds, yours, entertainment. When you know, you know, you ninjas better recognize when you are in the presence of greatness. The one, the only, the people's champion, the lone wolf. Shout out to you, CGA, and shout out to the coach gang. Appreciate you for being here. Trying. Mr. Albert, but black sororities and fraternities are letting alphabet boys and studs online. Oh, no. Mm. Had they always been there, though? There's a conversation that be had. Shout out to the black sororities and fraternities. They're letting alphabet uh, and studs online. Um, also, <laughs> I heard a great commentary about black sororities and stuff like that because they were like, oh, you guys are talking about cultural appreciation. Why are you using Greek letters and alphabets copying the Greek fraternities? I, mean, I was like, yeah, man. listen, these conversations can go around and around. I suppose the original Greeks were black, though. I don't know. I'm I'm just trying to find out. I'm just trying to find out. Um, <laughs> cultural appropriation. You're stealing our dances. Well, give up the letters. You, those are Greek letters. Stop. Stop it. Pro-blacks are irate right now. Yeah, cultural appropriation is quite the joke. Yeah. <laughs> it can't be taken seriously because everything has a mix. Everything's mixed. I mean, it, what about blonde wigs and weaves? What about straight hair on black women? That, that's got to be cultural appropriation. That has to be cultural appropriation. But, of course, if you call them out on that, it's not. Mm. That has to be cultural appropriation. Oh, it's Indian. It's Indian people here. <laughs> okay. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you, man. Uh, it gets out of control because there's everything, you know what I mean? Everything could be cultural appropriation at some point. Uh, Mr. Albert says, oh, I already got you. Abby Sandy, salute coach, started living the free agent lifestyle, started from zero, still seeing the big picture and where I want to be at. He says, thanks for all that you do. Shout out to you. You've been here since the beginning, brother. You probably was here in the first 500 subscribers. All right, Mo Paul says, Fortnite was getting sued for putting dance moves in the game without paying the copyrights for the Carlton dance to the Millie Rock. So... Let's talk about that. Thank you for bringing that up. You can, in fact, trademark a dance. As a matter of fact, the Backpack Boy had a dance as well, and I think he was trying to sue Fortnite for doing the Backpack Dance, which I cannot remember what the dance was. But the little Backpack Boy had a dance. that They put it in Fortnite, and he was saying he was trying to get paid. So, yeah, the Carlton Dance, did they get sued? Did they win? Did they win? I don't even know. Oh, the floss. Yeah, the floss. That's what it was. It was the flaw. So the Backpack Boy was trying to sue uh, Fortnite for stealing the dances as well. So, in fact, you possibly can trademark a dance. I don't know. All right, JC says lots of meds and drugs called cause yeast infection in women. Okay, hold on for a second. All right, let me see here. I'm going to look it up. Meds cause yeast infections. Oh, it did come up. <laughs> All right, here we go. 
Factors that increase your risk ability of a yeast infection include antibiotic use. Okay. Antibiotic use. Interesting. Are your medications causing you yeast infection? Birth control pills may lead to women developing yeast infections. Okay. JC's on it. JC's on it. Thank you, brother, for sharing that. Oh, boy. I don't, man, I'm not a big pharma guy at all. I don't like medication. I don't like medication. I don't like the way it makes me feel. I've only taken medication like Ninja. I will. You're going to have to force me. To, I'm going to have to be in pain to take it. But um, people, hypochondriac ninjas out here, they go on medication. They get a little scratch. They get a little scratch on their arm. They on medication. Mm. <laughs> All right. They get a little bit of scratch. Man, only knew one time for sure I needed medication. All right. And that was after I got my surgery for my Achilles. Right. Um, I woke up. I told you that story. I was like, I regretted not taking the medication because I was like, I'll be good. I got a high pain tolerance. I was wrong. That was the one time I was wrong. I was like, mm, I got my two pull one time and I think I needed maybe one one tab after I got my two pull. And I was like, I don't need this shit. Right. But I after I got my Achilles surgery, they numbed my leg and they were like, you need to take this medication. Don't fall asleep without taking it. Um, after 72 hours, your neck. Your leg stops being numb, and then the real pain kicks in. Boy, I woke up so bad. I was like, holy shit. I was rushing to take the meds, but that was the only time in my life, I'm 47, that I rushed to take medication. I won't even drink NyQuil. <laughs> right? I won't even drink NyQuil. I'll be looking at the NyQuil like, damn, do I really want to do this? All right, fuck it. <laughs> All right. Yo, 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 yo. So Jones G says overseas living up to foul stereotypes, shaking my head, shaking my head. Shout out to them, man. Shout out to the people, man. Listen, these stereotypes are being, you wonder why stereotypes exist. Look at people. It's not because people are racist. It's because sometimes people aren't exposed to many people that are from another culture. And if their exposure is negative, that's where the stereotype is going to be. Juju says black people need to do uh wait black people need to do Asian dances and monetize. Well, black folks need to start monetizing. First of all, they don't need to do Asian dances. As a matter of fact, I did see a video shared with me of some Asians doing belly dancing, and I thought they were quite neotness and some nice pieces. I wanted to put my hands on their hips, but there were some people saying that they were stealing. And these people, these Asian women, were somewhere in Asia. And there were some Indian people mad, like East Indian people. They were mad. But by the way, East India is in Asia. But there were some East Indian people mad at the Asian women dancing the belly dance. So it's not just in America that has. He says stealing what? Um. So it, these things go on. Uh, culture definitely does play an influence in the world. Shout out to uh, Jamal says carry beans. Based Latinos can pull it off. Carrie beans, Carrie bean based Latinos can pull it off. Do we want to have that conversation as well? All right. Uh, the Carrie beans, the Latinos in the Caribbean. Oh man, I remember I said that on the show and people went crazy. But uh, in fact, the Carrie beans do, I think, identify not identify their, their heritage as Latino. Oh man. Ooh, y'all gonna be pissed. Black folks is pissed. 
And one end, black folks don't want the carry beans to be black. And then the other, they want them to be black. You African, you come from slaves. And they were like, but we're Latino. Mm. Oh, they was pissed off. Me no black poppy. Yeah, no, no, we not black. <laughs> oh, we Latinos. Um, But it is true. It is somewhat true that they are Latino. Oh, man, y'all don't want to y'all don't want to have this conversation. It's political. Oh, by the way, though, the island that they're from is uh, Hispaniola. Hispaniola. I think Haiti is on Hispaniola. Is I'm, is, am I not right? Is that right? Haiti? Dominic, or is that Dominican Republic? So I think, man, yeah, I mean, these arguments are kind of circular. They go crazy. I, I think if a person doesn't want to be what they want you to be, like you be like, we don't want to be no black poppy. Why are you making them black? <laughs> no, they, they speak French. They speak French. They're not French. They speak French, but they're not from France. They're, they don't speak France. Like we speak English, but we're not England. We're not from England. We're supposedly English come from. So they're not French. They don't have French. They might have a French culture, but their background is Latino. They were owned by the French. We were owned by the English. Thus we speak English, but we're not England. So, it's a, it's a lot that goes on, man. There's a lot of conversations to really kind of figure out what, what things are. So anyway, and if they have French DNA in their blood, yeah, they might have that, but they still Latino. <laughs> right? Anyway, no. <laughs> shout out to the Latinos, man. That's crazy. But yeah, it's funny, man. Afro Hispanics that speak French. I mean, that's confusing as hell, bro. Confusing. Like, what are we doing? We're all mixed, by the way. We're all mixed with the blood of the lamb. We're all mixed with the blood of the lamb. Filled with the Holy Ghost I am. I, I think we're all mixed. We're all super mixed, man. Like, it's almost even crazy to break down our mixed heritage. I mean, white folks, you too. White folks in America, you too. As uh, Paul Mooney said, if you shake your family tree hot, hard enough, a ninja will fall out of it. All right. So a lot of white folks in here got a lot of they y'all got some ninja in you. And ladies, if you don't want, if you don't have ninja in you now, you might want to get some in you. <laughs> but we all super duper mixed. We really don't know. Oh, by the way, if you are any shade of brown, like me, I'm brown. You see, I'm brown. I'm not white nor red, no black. I'm brown. But if you're brown like me. You got mixed somewhere. I know I have mixed. If you're brown like me, you got mixed. Because any Africans or Native Americans that were over here were black. <laughs> right? Black. Like black like my shirt. That's why they came up with black. I'm Filipino. Like I'm brown. If you're brown skin like me, you have some mix somewhere. I don't know what it is, but you might want to check on it. There's a mix. You, you're mixed with something. If you look at um, if you look at uh, blacks like from like like poor areas like Milwaukee, Chicago, or something like that, or somewhere in the South, they have no mix in them. They're completely black. Like they got the wide nose. They completely dark. Like that's very little mix. 
very little mixed. So if you don't look like that, you are mixed with something. Anyway, in my opinion. Because there's not about, there's not about, there's not about a, uh, there's some blacks like looking purple out here. They so black. And Native Americans actually, you know, they you probably mix with some what you call Native American as well. And they tend to be lighter, but they tend to be darker skin as well, especially on the on the east. On the eastern seaboard, especially southeast. But that might also have to do with um climate as well, because the Native Americans in Mexico and in and, and, and in Canada are certainly lighter. The Native Americans in Canada and Mexico are lighter. Now, they're darker for Mexicans, and they're darker for Canadians, but Native Americans existed all the way on North America and the South America, and they're mixed in, but some Native Americans speak Spanish <laughs> because the Spain, the Spaniards conquered that part of Mexico, but a lot of them were Native Americans. Same thing as uh, First Nations up in Canada. They're Canadian. Some of them look like, um, what do you call them? Eskimos. <laughs> they look like Eskimos. But they're all native. So, But they're darker and lighter depending on where you go. Anyway. But we're all mixed up. We're all mixed. Where are we at here? Kevin says, a simple, you swallow back amazingly, text can save you. <laughs> you swallow back amazingly. Right? Oh, my Lord. Jesus, Kevin. Chill with the aftercare. All right, what do we got here? Kevin says, just copped. Okay, I got you, man. He says, you swallow back amazingly. Oh, Lord, have mercy. All right, my brother. Hey, but look, man, aftercare goes a long way. Stop trying to be the cool guy. You know I, you know what it comes from? This is, this is an education show here. All right. All right. Uh, you know, this is, this, this is what happens. What is Inuit? What is that? <laughs> so I'm going to get canceled by who? Let me see here. The Inuit people, indigenous people of northern Canada and Greenland. There you go. Yeah, people think northern people. I don't want to get canceled, but people think Native Americans only existed in the land they call America. This is not true. This is not true. They go all the way. They're all of North America, all of North America for sure. And then definitely some of the parts of South America for sure. I mean, they had the whole hemisphere. Oh, Eskimos a slur. Okay, so Inuit. I mean, I'm behind. It's a PC term. Okay. Um, I got canceled by the Inuits. Shout out to them. We'll get it right. But uh, yeah, man. People don't realize that. It is what it is. <laughs> but hey, listen, we respect them all. We respect them all. Uh, let's see here. Trinicia says, how would a woman actually know if she's a dime or just getting gassed up? Men generally treat me with respect, but there's too many I get it for free ninjas running in these streets. Okay, let me tell you something right here. In these streets. She's saying, um, when do you know? I was going to tell you something, but I forgot. We were telling you about culture, but I skipped over it because I was about to get canceled. <laughs> but uh, anyway. It says right here, uh, how do you know? This is a woman saying, how do you know when a man's gassing you up? I got it. I'll handle this, gentlemen. I'll take care of it. I'll take care of it. How do you know when a man's gassing you up? If he hasn't had 
or doesn't want sex from you. If he hasn't had or doesn't want sex for you, that is the only time he is probably not gassing you up. Now, if he hasn't had, if he doesn't want sex from you, there's still a possibility that he might be gassing you up. The only truth that you have from a man is after sex. That is the only truth that a man could tell you, or he doesn't want it. He doesn't want it at all. He's not interested. But even then, you really can't tell. He'll say he's not interested, and he's really interested. But after he clears them nuts, <laughs> all right, he is going to be as truthful as possible. He cannot hide it. Some men can hide it a little bit more, but he can't hide it all. If he doesn't want to be with you, doesn't want to listen to you, doesn't want you to touch him, he's done with you. If he leaves the room and all of that, it, it's just, he was just there and he came to his senses, senses. He came to his senses. Now, I know this, I admit it, and so thus I can educate men on this. Oh, this is what I'm going to tell you. This is what I was going to tell you because this show is going on and on. I was going to tell you the reason why men don't treat women well after sex. And this is normally an immature men, an immature men. You can know an immature man that doesn't know how to handle his personal clarity. So an immature guy, Trinicia, this is for you. After he's with you, he'll be angry at himself. But instead of being angry at himself and taking it out on himself and calling himself a big old dummy, you big dummy, he'll take it out on the woman. And he'll say, you nasty, you whore, you slut, you're despicable, you're disgusting. But what that is, is this immaturity shining through. He's really mad at himself. He's really mad at himself. And he's going to become angry at himself, but he's going to take it out on the woman. It's all projection. So he'll be like, I bet you do that with everybody. You're nasty. I can't believe you grabbed your ankles. I can't believe you slobbed over me. Oh, you're disgusting. And he'll kick her in the butt. Yeah, men in their 20s. Men in their 20s. You also see this with men who hate women and men who are serial killers. So it is definitely a behavior. What will happen is serial killer guys will do the same thing, right? What they'll do is they'll do something crazy. They'll break into a house. They'll snatch a girl, sometimes even a younger person, unfortunately. And they'll have this urge to do something with them. Uh, they'll go with prostitutes. They'll, they'll, they'll go pick up prostitutes and then they'll relieve themselves and then they'll delete the prostitute. After they're finished. <laughs> and then they'll have to strangle her or do something. And you're like, well, well, and they'll call her names. And it's like, well, you're the one that picked her up on the street. Okay. You're the one in the street. You're mad at yourself. You're disgusted at yourself. You're not disgusted at the woman. The woman was minding her own business. The woman would have been alive and minding her own business. She didn't solicit you. You solicited her. You had a need from her and you had to lower yourself to get that need that it scratched from her because you couldn't get it from somewhere else. So what you're doing is now you got to strangle the girl. Now you got to take the girl out because you're disgusted at yourself. <laughs> it's Grand Theft Auto. All right. And so this is what men go through and they have to mature out of this. And so in their mind, the immaturity speaks when they say you got to treat the woman bad after you're with her. 
you got to put her in her place. You got to call her all kind of dirty names. Now, if she wants to be called dirty names, fine. That's one argument. But if you're demeaning her after you've been intimate with her, that says more about you than it does her. So who you're really mad at is yourself. You're not mad at her. And you got to project onto her what you think about yourself. So when you call her dirty and a slut, you're talking about yourself. You're not talking about her. You're talking about you. When you have to demean and belittle her and call her all kind of whores and 304s, you're talking about yourself. You're not talking about her. And also you're talking about why you had to stoop to that level of a person you disrespected, but you had to be intimate with her. You're talking about you. You're not talking about her. So this is a maturity that men have to get out of. Well, I can't, I can't, I can't treat her good because she's a nasty person. You were just with her. <laughs> you were just with her. How nasty can she be? You were just doing all kinds of stuff with her. And while you were doing it, you weren't thinking she was nasty. You were quite enjoying it. So as men, we have to actually mature out of this. And we can't say these women are uh, got awful when you're the one do using them. Well, I'm just using her. No, you ain't. <laughs> yeah, demeaning her while being intimate with her. Man, I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. It, it says more about them than it does about you. But anyway, let's get to the show. I'm sorry, it says more about you than it does about them. Let's get out of the community real quick. <laughs> All right, let's get in here. Um, let's get into this conversation here. Uh, Ice tea, not the drink, but the rapper is going to talk about getting out of the community. This is something that I've been preaching about. The community isn't a landing spot. It is a it is a place that was given to you or you were born into or you were placed into. Doesn't mean you have to reside there. Most of the time, it is a landing spot. It's a launching pad. It is a place for you not to stay and fix and rehab. You don't own it. It doesn't belong to you. It is not a part of your culture, race, or anything. So if you achieve success, the goal is to get out and stay out, not to rehab it, because it is a place that was given to you to to um to to not make good use of. All right. So uh, they sent you there for death and decay. Uh, that's my philosophy. I'm sticking to it. I don't really fuck around in L.A. Like I, I survived L.A., but I don't go back and hang out like you go back to the block now. You go back to prison, you went to prison, you go back. Visit, <laughs> nah, nah, I don't because I made it and you're safe when you got your boots on the ground. I don't care what neighborhood you're from. You're safe when you got your boots on the ground and you know everything that's happening, everything's moving. But once you leave and you come back, you're not tied in like that. Right. What did I learn? It's not my rep. It's the niggas putting a foot in their ass on a daily basis that they scared of. They don't know shit about me. So, so therefore, in the hood, my card is invalid to these little niggas. They don't give a fuck. I'm an old nigga. So fuck that. I'm like, I'm not hanging out. I can't hang out no more. I'm not supposed to be there. I'm not supposed to be there. Sorry for the, um, the music in the background. I'm not supposed to be there. The hood is for young ninjas to try to escape. Um, it's not for old heads. It's not for old men to try to help these young ninjas out because these young ninjas will take you out for sure. These young ninjas do not care about you. They don't. Um, and I've been actually trying to prove this fact when people say uh, what they want to do to help the community. And I said, the problem you're going to have is the younger generation. They're not on your program. They're just trying to survive and trying to eat and have fun. 
they're tr they don't they're not going to get on your program enough for you to have time to help. So your job in essence is to show them, show as many as you can the way out. Show as many as you can the way out. And somebody actually said in the comment section, look at Nipsey Hussle. Unfortunately, look at Nipsey Hussle. He had the idea to stay and create, and he helped a lot of people, but, you know, and also the mentality. So we're, we're trying to talk about what's what. Uh, location doesn't make a race. A race doesn't make a heritage. Or, you know what I mean? And we're trying to figure out who we are. I just think we don't have a knowledge of self, right? We don't have a knowledge of self. We're trying to get a knowledge of self by making it broad. But the knowledge of self comes from within. It comes from the individual. Know who you are. You might think you represent a group and you don't even belong to that group. It's fine. It's fine. So we're trying to represent who we are over thousands and millions and millions of years of procreation of people fucking each other, traveling all over the world to screw each other. And then you try to identify with one. And it's, I think one's not enough. I can't just say I'm one, but I, what I can say is um, I can't fit everybody's definition of oneness so I can know myself. I can help myself. I can define myself and I can know where my card is valid or where it's invalid. And I also know, I also know people are clinging on to these larger groups and trying to belong to these groups uh, behaviorally and culturally, and you probably don't belong at all. There's no benefits to the membership. There's no benefits to the residents. There's no benefits for me living there, young Dolph. So once you get to a certain status, you got to get out, <laughs> all right? You got to get out and not associate, as he said, your hood car is invalid at a certain point. And take, take, take off. All right. Yeah. He says Italians and English aren't the same. Russians and French people aren't the same. When you go to Europe, you'll find out that there are a lot of people that aren't the same, but you put them in the same category. They ain't even close. Them Caucasians. You know, what's a funny joke? I'll tell you, man, because I'm talking about race a lot today. Uh, I had a funny joke where somebody said, um, and I, this is a white person. I had to correct them. They were like, well, I can't tell one Asian from the next. And I said, I understand that. I have that problem, too. I can distinguish a few Asians from one, but there's a lot of different groups of Asians, if you will. And there's a lot of different islands that constitute in what, what Asians look like. But their argument was they cannot determine Asians. And I said, well, you can't determine Caucasians. It's just as difficult determining Caucasians as they are determining Asians. All right, because Caucasians, there's 511 species of mutts Oh, uh, that got together. There's many groups of Caucasians. So it's just the same. It's the same damn argument. So if I see a group of white people, I can't tell what island they came from, what part of Caucasus Mountain they uh, ran down from, from what caves and hills of Europe they came from. I can't tell. So if I say you German and you say you're Spanish, I don't know. <laughs> All right. So how how do white you know these white people think that they that, that, that they have complications determining what Asians are? I'm like, man, Caucasians could be any damn thing. <laughs> so stop, get out your own, get out your own wheelhouse when it comes to this shit. A lot of them are mixed, and a lot of you Europeans are mixed as well. Anyway, they all the amount of conquering they did around the world and tormenting and barbarian, and you can't tell who's what. 
And certainly where they live doesn't determine their ethnicity. So Ukrainians have a lot of Russians there. Are all people in Ukrainian, Ukrainian, are Ukraine, Ukrainian? No, I mean, there's a lot of people, pretty much a lot, large percentage of their country that are quite, um, have allegiances to Russia. Conversations here. We're all this, we're all mixed. We're all the same. I think once we start dicing it up, we don't really, really know. We really don't know. And I think we're over-consuming our mindsets. We're discriminating against others when you're probably more alike than you are disliked. Or unalike. <laughs> unalike. Disliked. I said it. Uh, successful before I'm married. Oh, I'm sorry. Successful because I'm not married. Let's take you to T.K. Kirkland. T.K. Kirkland. He's going to explain why he's successful and he believes he's successful because he's not married. All right, let's have this conversation. All right, here we go right here. And T.K. Kirkland is uh, something else. Successful because I'm not married. I don't like pettiness. I don't like confusion. And when I move, I got to move. And I don't have to answer to anybody. When you're in a relationship, you can't say I'm going to Paris. And your girl might be upset. You, if she's upset, now you got to cater to her. Like, oh, my wife's tripping. I can't do that. I ain't doing that shit. I'm successful because I'm not married. I don't like pettiness. I don't like confusion. And when I move, I got to move. And I don't have to answer to anybody. Now, T.K. Kirkland is an original OG. He's been around since the days of N.W.A. and probably created just about everything in comedy, probably according to him. He's a legend and he's had his issues. I believe he's on to something here. There is evidence, though, that tells us most successful people are married. There is evidence that tells us most successful people are married. In fact, 73% uh, of all CEOs and higher execs in our country are married. The question is, were they successful because they were married or were they successful and selected for marriage? They Were they selected for marriage because they were successful? Did the person create that success? Did the woman, did the woman being in that man's life create the success or was she responsible for the success in any way Did she cultivate success Did she distract him from success this is a complicated argument there's no yes or no here but i understand what tk kirkland is talking about i i for one believes that believe that i'm successful because i left and got out of my marriage had i stayed in my marriage i wouldn't have achieved success this is the reason why i have the free agent lifestyle I wouldn't be where I was if I maintained my marriage. I wouldn't be, I probably would be further along if I never got married. Now, if you have kids, there's the conversation for men who never have had kids who want to have kids through marriage. So this is not a one-sided conversation, meaning like this point doesn't end the conversation. The conversation can be broadened significantly from different perspectives. Men who got divorced, Men who realized relationships were keeping them down and keeping them from success got success later in life because they got rid of their marriage, right? Mm. And, and yes, he's a man in his 60s, and he's been able to, because of freedom, been able to move around and get to opportunities. When you're married, that is not true. Many times, many times the person might prevent you or prohibit or inhibit prohibit your ability to move around and chase success they might support it initially but then they might lose this you might lose the support 
and it might sidetrack you, right? So um, they might kill your dreams. They might not want money to go investing in the business and thus it prevents you from following your dreams. We call this dream killer. If you're able to get over the hump and become successful, they might want to claim that you're successful because of them. It's a hard way to figure that out if that's true or not. But I believe that relationships are a dis distraction for many men that instead you're focusing on you want to have kids. So you want to get women pregnant, but you don't want to get this money pregnant. Shout out to obstacles, to opportunity. You guys are focusing on not getting your money pregnant. You're not focusing on making money turn into more money. What you do is you want to turn family into money. And I think a lot of guys can't, Henry Resilient, most YouTubers can't reach success while married. Trust me, I've been married. I, I've been married before. The things that I'm able to do now to maintain my position in content creation, if I was married, I could not do. I could not, I wouldn't be able to do it. And it does depend on the spouse, but even they will be like, hey, you're doing, you're streaming too long. When are you getting off? When I have female guests that stay overnight, junior college, they have a sense of, when are you done? Uh, why are you, okay, what are you doing now? Why are you editing? Why are you spending all this time putting titles in? Why are you prepping so long? Why are you getting up so early? They don't understand the, they just think I just show up, press the live button, talk, close the show down, and nothing else happens. A lot of people don't understand. Most of the success is when you're, when you're not doing the live. I, much of what I do happens without me being on screen. They don't think that there's more that goes into it, so they don't understand. Why are you going to bed so early? Why are you getting up so early? Why, why are you, you know, still in the office? So I'm going to say that most of the time, most men will be successful outside of marriage. Thus, when you're partner selecting, you must select a partner that will have you cultivate that success and, and doesn't put their success in front of yours. Hear me out. There's some women that believe they can be just as successful as you. Some of them are right, a small percentage of them. However, the only way a woman can be as successful as me is if I stop pursuing my success to allow her to be successful with me. I'm going to say it again. The only way in the world that a woman can ever compete with me and ambition, drive, determination, success, is if I stop trying to be successful to have her open up the gates of success for her. That's the only way. I would have to stop what I'm doing and stop my pursuits to make way for her pursuits. Now, the other way around is not true. The other way around is not true. A woman can't be successful most of the time. She can't, she can't surpass a guy successful-wise, and he was trying. There are some guys out there. If he's trying to be successful and she's trying to be as equally successful, he's always probably going to win 9.9 .9 out of 10. This is also... This is also the case when you're talking about um, equality and all of these things. The only way equality works 
is when men lower themselves. Not when men keep doing their pursuits and women catch up. I'll say it again. The only way equality works, this is what I want you to be aware of, is when men, is when men slow down so women can catch up. It never works when men get to keep doing what they are doing and keep their advantage and keep their drive going and women catch up. <laughs> right? It is what it is. And it also has to understand, people have to understand, and people don't want this, is that the trade-offs of trying to be successful is you can't take everything with you. You can't take everyone with you. You can't fight everyone's fight. And you sometimes can't have marriage. You can't have kids. You can't have stability. You can't have a, you can't buy a house. You can't. Because guys that buy houses tend to get stuck trying to be successful in their little location. Men that want to achieve success don't mind hopping around the country. And hopping around the world to chase the opportunity. It is what it is. Not everybody can have everything. So your limitations will be there. Marriage for many men will be limiting. If you have the wrong minded partner, for sure. Okay. They will limit you more than they will encourage your success. This is almost always the case. <laughs> it's almost always the case. This goes without question. Now, there's a few women that are like, not me. My husband makes 75000 a year because of me. And she makes fifty, and they're still in debt. So anyway, trust me, as a guy that has been married and know many men that are married, I can tell you without a doubt. Now, if you've never been married, I don't know why you're arguing with me. Ladies, if you're not been married before and you're like, not me, I'm going to motivate my husband. I'm going to do, if you've never been married, I don't know why you're arguing with me. You have nothing to pull from other than your fantasy. Men, if you've never been married, you don't understand what we're talking about. As a formerly married man and not blaming anything on my spouse, what men as a whole tend to deal with is men get pulled away from success when they're married. There is a sense that the woman believes she's going to lose you if you become uber successful. So she might set up pitfalls, traps, and sabotages as you're on your way up. Okay? As you're on your way up, there will be attempts to sabotage or delay your success, even though she benefits. But she might feel that she loses you if you become successful. Mm. This is going to happen. I don't care who the person is. I don't care who your spouse is. They're going to pull this shit. And ladies, you might experience this from men as well. So there, I agree. There's some men out here that might do that to you as well. So you have to watch out for this. You have to watch out for this. This is very, very um, prevalent. Even a divorce is an attempt to sabotage your success, right? So you're getting divorced. You separate. But a, if they're contending your divorce and contentious over time, they're trying to sabotage your success. They don't want you to be successful without them. So they'll divorce and then they'll, 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 they'll um, sabotage you along the way. Um, somebody says parents as well. Parents as well can do this as well. Shout out to the parents. I'm a parent. Be very cautious about trying to interfere with your children's goals and ambitions. You want to protect them. 
But if a kid is hyper vigilant on removing you from the protection model and allowing them to live, my advice, let them live. <laughs> okay. Now, when they fall on their face, if you see fit to help them out, be willing to help them out in most cases, not all, but be careful. Some of these kids don't have experience, life experience to know what they're asking for. Thus, they might put you in a situation where they might kill your dreams as a parent because you then focus on them and rescuing them um, if they don't know their place. If they don't know their place when they could say, OK, I'm I'm a learn and learn the system of my family and learn from the guy who's achieving success. But sometimes they can sabotage your success as well. Children can sabotage your success. Yes, I said it. Not many people will admit it. I'll give you examples. If they get into substance abuse, if they get into gang activity, if they become pregnant in their teen years or early 20s, if they have mental health issues, right? These things will sabotage your success because you divert the attention. You divert the attention of where you're going and they're at the point where they can be somewhat self-sufficient and then they fuck you over. Gambling. They get a gambling addiction. Um, they try to sell coca. They try to push weight, but they ain't got no clientele. Okay. So watch out for this. This is not just because, yeah, Menendez brothers, right? Um, they become entitled. They might throw dirt on your name in public. So understand what's going on, man. There's a lot going on. So anyway, I did find my dream girl. I did find my dream girl, ladies and gentlemen. I want to introduce her to you. <laughs> okay, I want to introduce her to you. Uh, let me get the let me get it right here. It looks like there she is, ladies and gentlemen. Um, sitting on the couch, uh, with her feet, she's holding the phone. As to so now, it doesn't fall. I can not, you know. This is love. This is love. Hello. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. I have found my dream girl. Oh, sorry. They can't play the video. Let's refresh the screen here. Oh, hey. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get them pretty little feet out. Ah, oh, yeah. I smell corn nuts. Ladies, let's go. Yeah, that brother's starving. Can I get some of that? I want some of that action there. <laughs> Where we at, baby? Hello, look at them feet, boy. Oh, hello, hello. Yeah, that brother's starving. All right. Yeah, he's sniggling, too. He definitely sniggling. Look at them sniggling. All right, she got some pretty toes. Hello. Where we at here? All right, let's loosen up the show. All right. We're almost at the main event here. Let me do Ebony K. Williams, and then we'll do the toxic. This will be pretty quick, and I'll do uh, super chats and all that. Do me a favor. Hit the like button. Ebony K. Williams, you guys remember her. She was the guy that said um, she wasn't going to date a guy, a bus driver, unless he owned the bus. Well, fair use. Ebony Williams has a YouTube channel, and she's really going to come out and told you, tell you how she rolled that strong and independence mindset till the wheels fell off, and she is now considering single motherhood as a choice i've always said single motherhood is a choice but now she's headed to the sperm donors here we go black women are availing ourselves to all of the options that our hard work and circumstances currently afford us and that means that single motherhood by choice 
is going to be an option that more and more black women consider and even exercise. Well, after the strong and independence has run out, yes, that's your only choice. Here we go here, single motherhood by choice. Okay. So anybody that's in their feelings about that can go ahead and start to process right now. Because black women that have the privilege to embark upon this expensive and oftentimes lengthy process will increasingly decide to forego marriages and partnerships that do not serve us and that are not in our best interests. Oh, boy. Okay. So I could focus on my career. Okay. All right. I'm hearing you. Let's see what you got. And now that bypassing those insufficient relationships does not have to come at the expense of motherhood. Oh. Well, frankly, it's a whole new world. Oh. A world in which black women are no longer subject to the desperation of being chose. Oh. Because now we get to do the choosing. Oh, okay. Uh, so I could focus on my career. <laughs> what are we doing here? This is some silly shit. All right, what else you got here? And take a look, man. The, the Jezebel spirit all in this one, man. There it is right there. All right, I can do bad. The, the Millie Mouth. I can do bad all by myself. I can choose. I think she's in her 50s too, bro. She in her 50s. Okay, what else you got? And as we choose, we do have to contend with the reality of a dismally small supply of black sperm. I know you did not just say that, right? I know you didn't just not say that. Let's roll it back, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, she did. We get to do the choosing. And as we choose, we do have to contend with the reality of a dismally small supply of black sperm. Okay. Somebody says she's 39. All right. Black sperm, you say. I think there's black sperm everywhere. But here we go. Pause. Because most black women on this journey, we want to create children that look like us and that look like our families. And that means we want black sperm. So instead of listening, <laughs> we want black sperm. I mean, this kid, man, what are we doing out here? What? Hold on for a second. It's an evil world we live in. So instead of listening, instead of doing what you're supposed to do, we just going to go find out black. Okay, let's continue. And as we heard from Reese Brooks, it's the definition of slim pickings. And sometimes that means compromising on this aspect of your journey. Now, I am extremely fortunate that I was able to secure two vials of black sperm from California Cryobank. Bruh. You big dummy. Send it. <laughs> oh, no. This is when doubling down hits just all the way down. All these black men around in America, and we're going to the cryo bank. <laughs> this aspect of your journey. Now, I am extremely fortunate that I was able to secure two vials of black sperm from California cryo bank when I embarked on this part of my journey last fall. But I do know that I am an outlier. So I've got two concrete tips for single black women who think this may be an option, either now or maybe later. 
Number one, please check out Reproductive Village. It's a new Black-owned cryobank, and it's designed to help with this shortage of Black sperm. It's set to open oh, later this year, and it will also have drop-off locations in Atlanta and Houston, Texas. Hey, man, hey, uh, hey, ma'am, fair use. If you needed sperm, I got you. All you got to do is grab them ankles. If, if that's what you needed, ma'am, if you just needed two vials, I had you. Ebony, I got you, and I can do the injection, too. I can stick the key in the ignition. This could be done. We can handle all this. I don't know why you're going through all these hoops and hurdles. It's just because you won't listen to a man. I can help a little bit. It's, I, can help, I can help you out, man. What? This is crazy. Okay, man, you don't have to embarrass yourself like this. And number two, be proactive. I say go ahead and start looking right now for desirable black sperm. <laughs> Register with all four of the big cryobanks, and this includes California Cryobank, which I used, Seattle Sperm Bank, Fairfax Cryobank, and Zytex. Then you can scan the current options for black sperm. And if you see some sperm that you like, I suggest go ahead and buy at least two vials right now. Oh, the humanity. Is this what Martin Luther King's dream was? Martin Luke Martin. Is this what Martin Luther King's dream was? <laughs> Martin rolled it over in his grave right now. <laughs> oh, brothers. Man, this is this is what this is this is exactly what defiance looks like. This is defiance. This is true definition of defiance all over. Um, just a just an inability to want to make a better you. Um, your sponsors here are doing this. This is a white supremacy. This is the government, big daddy government. This is Lyndon Baines Johnson's dream. This is FDR's dream. This is Obama's dream. And y'all want to fix the community. Y'all want to fix the community. They're picking up vials of blood and terminating your baby at Playing Parenthood. They're terminating your babies by the dozen, hundreds a day. This is what y'all doing? The Jezebel spirit is real. All right, what else you got? Fair use, fair use. Even if you. Yeah, this is Margaret Sanger's dream. This is Hillary Clinton's dream. Hillary Clinton said Margaret Sanger was a hero. Do not intend to use them anytime soon. Trust me, it's better to have them than to be without them when the time comes. And listen, if you never need them for whatever reason, what a wonderful gift to give to a friend or a sorority sister in need. Oh, the humanity. Mm. We give in sperm as gifts. It's a wrap. I, I, hey, man, I can't, man. Send it. Send it. I'm never saving a community. Never. Never, never, never. <laughs> now we giving gifts. We giving sperm as gifts. Not we, they. These are y'all sisters right here. All right, let's continue. And also, most of those banks, they allow you to resell the sperm back to the bank itself. 
Listen, I know that many are gonna question or even indict the decision that I and many other black women are making to become single mothers by choice. But I, like the women you heard from today, go by the creed of no regrets. I have, and many black women have, too much love, too many resources, and too rich of a community not to share these gifts with children of our own. Children that will one day, no doubt, enrich and contribute to the next generation of Black America. New, 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 new world order. New, 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 new world order. <laughs> y'all don't believe me. New, new, new world order. Y'all don't believe me, right? Y'all, y'all think y'all coach it ain't that bad out here. <laughs> it ain't that bad. You just a loser who can't get women. It ain't that bad. New, 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 new world order. <laughs> oh man. Oh. Anyway, let's get to these super chats, and we're almost at the main event. We'll get to it, man. Yikes! Shout out to the JUCO six nine says my wife. He says, my wife met me at the finish line. I was chosen. So there it is right there. So you were headed to success. You were almost at success. You were at success and you were chosen. I'm willing to venture. Many suburban families that have wives, the wife already saw success in the man and she chose that guy. All right. Now, could, did she contribute? Yes, there was a contribution, but she saw the success and she was almost, he was almost at the finish line and she got in on it this is without a doubt uh let's see here we got one two three four on the paypal we got a couple super chats and then we're at the main event we got loud pocket says yo coachy he says i'm dominican and the reason why we identify as latino is because our language and culture is directly latino yes we have african in us poppy so what he says we are more focused on culture and language language not race i feel like black americans are just looking for black validation from us and we have nothing to do with that. We are not obsessed with race like Americans. I, yes, black people everywhere are different. Get over it. <laughs> All right. Um, but that only comes from when you leave America. That mindset, it, uh, black Americans that travel to other countries outside of America, you will find that the exception over race is minimal. It minimalizes itself as soon as you get an airline ticket. Now, is there racism everywhere? Yes. But you will find that there's racism even with within other people other than blacks. Um, East Indians experience racism and colorism and cultural stuff right there. There's tribes in Africa that are distinguishing themselves. So you're right. Um, race is important here in America because of our history, but it's not unique. Unfortunately, people don't want to hear that. And I can tell when a person hasn't traveled when they are obsessed with race. Right. If that's their number one obsession, I can tell you haven't traveled outside of the country. All right. But it, it is what it is. All right. So shout out to Lyle Pocket says, Coach Mang. He says, we should send some Kevlar wigs to the Ukraine front line. He says, bullets be bouncing off them. You, uh, Tev Kevlar wiggy wigs. All right. It is, it is, it is. And I understand. I don't want to belittle also the history of our country. It is definitely has some issues. That will probably never overcome, uh, unfortunately. Shout out to Kaylin says, oh, coach, based on what you see, what you said about men being truthful after having sex, 
Should that be one of the reasons why women should wait until marriage to have sex? Yes, you're right. This is why the Bible has said these things. This is why people have um, premarital sex as a as a um, destroyer of your community culture and your own marriage. All right. Um, people who have more premarital sex are less likely to have stable marriages. But he says, uh, the way I see it, uh, when women treat sex like men do, just so they can compete against men, they lose in the long run. They couldn't keep the man. They damaged their reputation for being 304s. Only 304s choose to have sex without a guaranteed commitment from a man. Um, that it used to be that way, not so much anymore. And it's it's difficult as well because there is a sense that the woman's going to lose the man if she doesn't have sex. I, I get, if you're 21, this is a different conversation. If you're over 25, I mean, it's impossible for a woman. It's almost impossible, not saying that it can't happen. It's impossible for a woman to date and not give sex if you're over 25. How, how does a person how does a person keep a man interested if sex is off the table? There are some men that will do this as well, though. You will find that men will do this for a period of time. But now women are looking at it like I can't I got to compete out here. But they realize it's a lost loss, right? Mm. The Jimmy ZTT says no regrets, no regrets, no fathers. The future is truly effed, especially when we have these cryosperm banks. Um encouraging black women to you don't have to listen to these negroes you don't have to listen to these men but it also is an indicator that black women don't have any other options all right which i've been saying this from the beginning so when you hear stuff like this this is confirmation that they don't have any other option around the world worldwide as a collective as in general in general they they represent six percent seven percent of the u.s population much, much of the population don't want anything to do with them. And I'm not a big guys. I dated interracially, so I'm not putting a problem only in black women's laps. But the problem is they don't have any other options. As a collective, as a group, like everybody, all, if all the black women in Indianapolis said we're going to date interracially, they're going to go extinct. <laughs> they're going to go extinct. So that's their main problem. And instead of conforming, everybody conforms. But instead of conforming, learning people's culture, being open, corrective behavior, um, not trying to dominate, they typically are in a dominant spirit versus every other group of people, not trying to dominate. They choose to say, I'm going to be, uh, uh, let's play this one right here. This, I'm going to be who I am. You either like it or not. And then they just end up going to sperm banks when they're 40. Uh, this is a defiant spirit right here. This woman right okay, here. Okay, biggest turnoffs. Biggest turnoffs, attitude. Um, what kind of attitude? You know, snobby, bitchy type. Give me an example. Like, if you're sitting there complaining about everything, okay. you know what I mean? That's just negative energy. Like, yeah. I mean, it, you complaining ain't gonna do me no good. Do you like black girls? Of course. I'm just like, bitchy me, attitude me, complain a lot, me. I guess I'm not his type. <laughs> Yo, listen. That attitude right there is going to keep a mother sucker single for a long time, bro. Unbelievable. Despicable. I mean, even as a man, you got to somewhat conform to get the person you want. And if you choose to not, you're going to only get what's available to you. All right, we got a lot of super chats, so we're going to get into them here, and then we're going to get into the main event. We got uh, Mo Paul says, for, okay, I got that one. 
Uh, Pete Rose says, fight, fight over a hood ran by the housing authority is just crazy to me. It's crazy to me. Trust me, I lived in, I lived in, I lived in gang violence territories. I've lived in a lot of areas. When people, the, the active, and I don't want to get in trouble with the gangs here, but claiming sets and projects is beyond mind-blowing to me. You can only understand that when you become a mature adult and you try to own some property, <laughs> right? It's mind-bending. It's mind-bending. So you own nothing on that street. I mean, because it's drug. It's all drug-related. So you're owning the corner. You get, you're owning the control of the corner or access to drug neighborhoods or whatever. But these housing projects, <laughs> these streets that you name your gang after is mind-bending when you mature because you're like, what do we own, right? I know. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. This is why I can't go back to that because then I own property on a street that somebody else says they own. And I'm like, hold up, wait. Yeah, you know who really owns it? I'm going to tell you who owns it. I'm not going to say what race, what people. We know I can't say that. So I'm like, you all have no ownership other than maybe control of the drug traffic or maybe prostitution or shit like some shit like that. Like you don't own the union. Like what the mob did, the mafia did, they took over ownerships of similarly in a similar manner. But they also got involved in unions where they could control the unions so that anything that was built there, they got kickbacks. And these unions and these companies that that wanted to build in their neighborhood had to pay them for protection. And then they actually got like they actually got money back from the development of that area. So there is a sense that there was done that was done, but they took it to a professional level in which they owned anything that was produced or anything that was built. If you wanted to go build something there, you had to get permission from the mob. You couldn't just go build even even companies. Even companies had to do it. They had to deal with them. <laughs> they had to deal with the union, the teamsters. They had to go get it voted on. So even if I was going to be a corporate guy and I said, I'm going to have to deal with them. Yes, you did. Mm. You had to deal with the street element of it and the street elements. They did it long enough to wear suits. They had to do Listen. It is what it is. All right. But when you don't do it that way, unfortunately, there probably is a sense of it being done that way, but it still still doesn't work out quite the same. Anyway, Henry Resilient says most YouTubers couldn't reach success while married. No. Um, if you're a streamer, you're streaming 10 hours a day, if not prepping the stream hours a day. Not many women will put up with that. There was a streamer that I did you know, um, do some research on. I can't remember. I think it was Ninja. It was Ninja. Mm. Not Ninja, but the, the streamer Ninja. He has his wife. I don't know. I don't know what their situation is, but I've seen him stream and his wife don't seem to bother him. Now, I don't know what happens afterwards, but the wife comes in, checks in. Hi, everybody. And she walks the hell off and she takes the credit card and goes shopping. She seems to understand what it is. It would be hard for me to find a mate, especially around my age, that could understand, oh, she's his manager, so there you go. Anton, 
is another example where the wife just gets out of the way. The wife is not going to say, you're going to stream again. I don't know what they do in their private life. So I can't really understand. I don't know. But I have, I have been in situations where people know what I do and they still don't get it. They can't still wrap their head around it. Look, I can't go out tonight. I can't go to dinner. Um, I'm streaming. How, how long are you streaming for? Till I'm done. <laughs> Donovan Sharp, another example where, um, um, what's her name? I can't remember what her name is. But Donovan Sharp's uh, girlfriend, wife, actually helps significantly in the background. So she's down for the cause and she benefits. So she doesn't disrupt it. Devin is her name. Yeah, that's what she goes by. But asking me how long I'm going to stream is a fast way to get your ass kicked up out of the, you have no potential relationship. Because then you're putting me on the clock. Then you're trying to rush me through it. And you're taking too long. And oh, I'm, 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 why you go so long? Angry man. Angry man, I think, is married or has a girlfriend as well, a live-in. And angry man, I, this ninja be streaming all the time, right? I look, I'm like, damn, I can't, you can't keep up with the angry man. He's streaming in the middle of the night, in the morning, at night, in the middle of the afternoon. <laughs> what she should be doing is crackling bacon and deliver what she, the perfect person for content creating, the person that is your mate should be bringing drinks in. She should be rushing drinks to you. She should be crackling bacon and bringing it right here. I actually showed a clip of a woman doing that with the video game streamer. If she doesn't, she's preventing income. She's cutting off income when she stops you from streaming. It's sad but true. Most people don't understand it. There's still people that don't consider this a legitimate way to earn money. There's still people will say, well, you're a YouTuber. You're only successful because you're on YouTube. And I'll be sitting there like, Ninja, did you just say that? <laughs> right? So YouTube isn't success? YouTube isn't legitimate? I know a lot of YouTubers making millions of dollars. I know people making hundreds of thousands of dollars. I know people making... Uh, $10,000 a month. I know people making $500 a month. So to say a person would only not be successful if it wasn't for YouTube is a complete miscalculation because it is a, it is literally a lane, an avenue. That's It's like an actor, a movie, or whatever it is. But what they're saying is, what they're saying, you, you were a nobody before this. And I'm like, man, this is absolutely amazing that people can still have that mindset. Thus, it takes the right-minded person to say, hey, this person potentially can do this with this vehicle. That woman gets in, in the way of that for her own selfish purposes. Well, I want you to spend time and I want to go out to dinner at seven and we're going to be late going out to, um, we're going to be late going to this and we should be at brunch at noon. Can you do your stream earlier? That type of person is going to ruin your chances. That person right there will ruin your chances at getting to, because then I can't do my show. Then I'm like, okay, all right, uh, let me get my show in. I can't flow. I can't extend it. I can't keep it going. I can't. Then I'm thinking about, okay, the bitch want to go out. Okay. All right. It's seven o'clock. Okay. The bitch going to be mad. Kick tell that bitch. Okay. Uh, Reverend X got something to say about uh, that person right there. Here we go. I don't give a fuck what you think, bitch. 
Cut that bitch off. Next caller. Cut her off. You're like, you're out. Okay, you're completely out. You're streaming on Sunday too? Yes. And Saturday? Yes. <laughs> okay, and if you don't like it. I don't give a fuck what you think, bitch. Cut that bitch off. Next caller. You can't play that much of an important role for a person that's doing a job like this. I don't have a job, though, but um, or doing something like this. It doesn't matter what it is. Hey, can you come home at five? Uh, we got to do. If you're cutting off access to resources. For your own, because I want to spend time with you, you're the wrong woman. You're the wrong woman. I'm sorry. I'm not going to put that ahead of you. This goes back to what TK Kirkland was talking about. I'm not going to cut off opportunities just to be hanging out with you. If that's what you need, then to go find another motherfucker. It ain't going to be me. It ain't going to be. This is why married people uh, tend to lose their opportunities to earn money. This is what happens. They sabotage because she's selfish. All right, shout out to Abel returns to Eden, says no wife, no kids, no worries, no wife, happy life. Shout out to you. And it says Jackie Chan cut his own kids off because they strayed. Um, cutting kids off is a hard thing to do. And Ennis has a couple. Cutting kids off is somewhat looked negatively upon in America. However, I subscribe to it. <laughs> okay. I will cut people off if they stray. I will cut people off if they don't want to toe the line. And listen, do better for yourself. Uh, we used to have this called disown. There was a phrase called, dis, called disown. I'm going to take y'all back. There was a phrase called, I'm going to disown you, typically used by controlling parents who had the purse strings and the kid didn't want to toe the line. If they did not, if they wanted to stray, if they wanted to fornicate, gang bang, do drugs, become a drug addict, drink, all right? Not be ambitious, be lazy. You cut their ass off. People mm. are like, all right. <laughs> That's what you want to do? Well, guess what? <laughs> you ain't going to do it on my dime or my time. That's what you're not going to do. Now, in America, what we do is we let kids and spouses pull us back because they're going through some bullshit. Oh, we got to do whatever we can. We got to do whatever we can to say them. Ninja, what? I'm sorry, what? Okay, you have the opportunity to become what you need to become. And right before you become it, your wife, your kid, your girlfriend, your stepkid want to go crazy. Your stepkid want to go crazy. Oh, man. Okay, let me stop what I'm doing. Let me kill my entire momentum. Man, please. I don't get it. I don't get it. I'm cold. I'm cold just like the middle of the winter. <laughs> right. Why the hell would I do that? Well, you're going to be old one day and they got to care for you, man. They better figure that shit out. <laughs> figure it out, bro. Why do I got to? Why do I got to think about what's going to happen in 50 years? Ninja, I'm thinking about what's going to happen today. <laughs> and I know today this shit ain't going to happen. But I think a lot of people here, <laughs> you're going to put your whole family at risk. Guys, think about this. I don't care if this we're talking about the husband, the wife, the kids, the parents, the extended family. If they're putting you at risk. To be able, because guys, this is a double-edged sword, by the way. It's a double-edged sword. 
you help, you can't help provide anymore. The resources are wasted. So you can't provide, you're distracted. If you don't help, you can provide, but then the, the relationship is severed. Which one you want, Ninja? Like, pick your poison. <laughs> you can't have it both ways. Please understand this doesn't. So, if your kid becomes a drug addict, or your kid becomes pregnant as a teen, and now I gotta, I gotta, they they gotta go to school and work, and I gotta have a baby here. I gotta be, have a baby here because my kid don't went to got pregnant, right? How the fuck is that, bro? <laughs> How in the hell does that help? Now I'm doing my stream and the baby crying. And, oh, okay, okay. No, 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 bro. No, 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 absolutely not. Now I got to come home and take care of the kid and do, no, no. And then they come in here on crack. They come in here alcoholic. I'm not giving up. No, bro. Not I. Not I. You guys got to, you guys got to think, man. The days, <laughs> the Oh, he raised them in America. The days where y'all just going to give up and sacrifice everything because you got dumb, you got knuckleheads that don't want to get straight. I don't agree. I mean, like, let them figure that shit out. <laughs> right? Because you got time. They got time to figure it out. You know, they're probably not severely at risk. They can figure it out over time. You'd be like, okay, figure your shit out. While you figuring it out, I'm going to be over here. Let me know when your mind ain't bad no more. All right. But you don't have time to figure it out. You don't have time to recreate the opportunities. You don't have time to recreate the momentum. You also don't want to suffer from not being able to support yourself or your family going forward because one person got their mind and they head up their ass. It happens. It happens. But to divert attention and resources to that, I don't think is a smart choice. Uh, this is why I'm not sympathetic towards alcoholics and base heads and crackheads and, and weak dope fiends. I'm not sympathetic to them because what they do is drain resources and they never get better. Trust me, they never get better. I'm giving you guys life-saving information. They never get better. You just drain time, resources, attention. You trying to work with them. Man, let that dope fiend figure that shit out. Mm. <laughs> All right. Let them figure that shit out. They got on dope. They don't want that smoke the dope. I didn't give it to them. I didn't give them the dope. So now they a dope fiend. Go ahead and go. Now you an alcoholic. All right, go figure that shit out. <laughs> but I ain't going to throw all my resources and attention to divert my progress because they're an asshole or an idiot. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> all right. Anyway. Oh, man. Look, man. Look, I, I didn't do dope. I didn't drink. And my mental health is good. I'm in good spirits. I know how to overcome. I know that uh, there's, uh, you know, I know that there's um, adversity in life. I overcome the adversity. If you're not strong enough, you either get on my back or get the hell out of my way. <laughs> Just, you either get on my back and don't be dead weight or get the hell out of my way. There's only, there's no in between. There's no in between. I'm about to, about to drown because of you, period. And it says, he says, so as a father, you're not going to help your kid. I'm not going to ruin my life for my kids. No. No. They got a choice to make. You want to get on board, 
the boat's loaded, the train's leaving the station, or you want to kick and scream. What you going to do? Make the choice. And trust me, guys, kids know right from wrong. What you're encouraging them is to be stubborn and rebellious. They know right from wrong. Stop believing that kids are dumb. Kids are very smart and in tune, and sometimes they're manipulating you, and you can put up with it or not, but the choice is yours. Get on my back, get on the train, or support yourself. I don't know what to tell you. But the idea just help because is not valid at all. I can make more kids, <laughs> right? I can make a lot more of them. I can have four women pregnant right now that will let me go ahead and shoot up the club. But I'm not going down for, for one or two just because they don't want to get their shit right. I'm the one, if you're depending on me, if you're depending on me, you got to listen. If you're not depending on me, it is what it is. But you guys, man, a lot of black fathers have messed their lives up for some knucklehead-ass kids. And spouses and girlfriends and baby mamas. You have effed up your whole progress because these people don't want to listen, yet you're supposed to support them. It ain't going to be, it's going to be one or the other. I mean, listen. <laughs> it's going to be one or the other. And if people want to call it, they, what they call that now is controlling. I don't give a shit what you call it. But what I ain't going to do is ruin my life because you want to do whatever the hell you want to do. Kids are smart. Stop treating kids like they're dumb. Women are smart. Stop treating women like they're dumb. Stop thinking Stop thinking that, oh, you got to go bow to their wishes. Look, let me tell you something. One thing I ain't going to do is chase a woman that ain't, that ain't helping me do what I need to do. And I damn for sure ain't going to let no kids tell me what I need to do. I ain't going to chase no kids or no women at all. <laughs> how the hell are you chasing kids how the hell are the kids dictating how you supposed to hell no I, I don't get it if if you disagree I don't give a shit but look ain't no ain't no woman that depends on me gonna tell me what I need to do at all and I'm not gonna chase no kid down <laughs> I'm not chasing kids down to be like hey like me hey how's it going how's it going pal how's it going so I'm not chasing no kids down <laughs> at all the reason why you have what you have today in our society is you're giving the powerless an opportunity to manipulate the powerful when it should be the other way around. The powerful should be dictating our course. You're letting a small group of people affect a large group of people. You're letting the contributors bow down to the weak. It is absolutely pathetic. And you got men out here. You got men out here that won't. You know what men are afraid to do? The men are afraid to be men. The, the men are afraid to go ahead and cuff your balls and tell you what the hell you need to do. You're also afraid of your mamas out here. I'm going to give y'all some smoke now. You're afraid of your mothers. You let your mothers run you and you're 30, 40, 50 years old. And it's not the way it works. 
If the mother has no one to depend on, no husband, no nothing, the mother reports to you. You don't report to mommy. But you guys and you punk ass people here. Hey, look, you can be mad at me, but look at me and look at the rest of the world. Look at the black community. Look at your families. And you guys got it ass backwards. You wiping everybody's ass. You got to wipe your mother's ass. You got to wipe your kid's ass and they going to jail. You got to wipe, wipe your baby mama's ass. And not many men are willing to say, hell no, I'm taking the lead. You follow or you don't follow. You got a choice. You got a choice. And if you're the one that they depend on, you set the rules. If there's no dependency, they set their own rules. It's pretty simple. <laughs> it's pretty simple. But what they don't want to do is say, and this is what the world's saying, the world's telling men to lead and provide, but don't have a voice. Bullshit. The world's telling men to lead, provide, help mama, help dear mama after she had alienated from you from your father. Help your punk ass kids. Help your mama. Help your baby mama. Help your wife. Help your ex-wife. But you don't get no say. You don't get to set no rules or dictate. And when you do, it's controlling. What it ain't going to happen is it ain't going to happen on my watch. I'm supposed, to, I'm supposed to make less of myself to uplift people who don't got their mind right. Tell me that makes sense. How does the hell does that make sense? <laughs> okay, wait. I'm supposed to protect, secure, lead, but let everybody else tell me what to do. <laughs> right? I don't get it. You might say that this is cold, but this is what everybody's doing and it's not working. This is what people are doing and it's not working. You still got entitled kids. You still got women divorcing men left and right. You still got mamas out here going broke. And you still got ninjas going to jail. What's going on? <laughs> What's going on? If you're afraid to lead and you're afraid to pull rank and you're afraid to make sure everybody knows, hey, I'm the star, you're the wagon. Hit your wagon to the star. If you don't want to hit your wagon to the star, good luck. But I'm not going to beg you to do it. I don't care who you are. I'm not going to beg you to do it. Thus, you will find out, ladies, mothers, children, you will find out that I was the best option for you because you're going to find out at some particular point. And you'll find out because you'll find out because at some particular time they'll come They'll come scavenging for any little bit of resources from you. They'll either sue you for it. They'll either collect child support from it. They'll try to legally try to scavenge from you by it, thus admitting that they need you. But what they are trying to do is need you without listening to you. That's what they're trying to do.
They're trying to go to sperm banks and have babies outside of the uh, outside and without your knowledge. They're scavenging from you, in essence, proving that they need you, but they just don't want to listen to you. Know the difference. <laughs> know what it is and when they choose that lane they stay in that lane if you want to scavenge you'll be forever be a scavenger but if you want to come in the spirit of humbleness humble yourself in the sight of cga and thus you'll be provided for but what women don't want to do is listen to men that's what what's happening here what women don't want to do is listen to men and your mothers your spouses Sometimes your daughters and your kids are trying to get from you without listening to you. They're trying to take from you like little Boosie's daughter. She gets a car. She complains about it. She goes on social media. They're trying to take from you and not listen to you. It don't work like that at all. And I'm not going to chase you to get you to understand. I'm going to give you an opportunity. And then I'll give you instructions. Opportunity number two. Once you gave up on opportunity number two, that's it. <laughs> Somebody says, I feel, Ennis, do you have kids? He says, I feel like it's hard to cut someone off. That's your spitting image. Gentlemen, gentlemen, the reason why I don't think you have kids, but I feel you. Thanks for sharing. Guys. The reason why American men do this is because you jackasses don't have enough kids, period. You don't have enough kids. I'm not telling you to have a lot of kids, but because we only have one, two, maybe three kids, you think that they can rule you. I'm sorry. There was a time when I could have 10 kids and I can make 10 more. It's expensive to do so, but because we only have one here, two here, and three here, you got to bow down to kids. Man, I can't go make kids until I'm 70. I can make a bunch of them that look just, I can make another one that look just like the other one. Correct. I can make another one that look just like the other one. I can leave here. I can go have kids in the Dominican, in Colombia. In Thailand, Panama, I can leave and go to Asia. I can go around the world. I can go to Finland and be having kids. <laughs> Come on, man. I can have thousands of them. Not to say they're not important, but listen to me. Listen to me. We want everybody to be able to have their kids be good and turn out well. The problem is we're not supporting that. What we're saying is you get one kid and then now you got to put all your efforts into that one. He says, I got one in Australia. We got to, um, we got to really figure this out. We got to figure this out. What you're also not understanding is it might not even be the kid's fault that they're, that they're not productive. They have an enabler. They have an enabler that is because their enabler is full with hate.
full with lack of ambition, the enabler sabotages your kid. Stop having kids with these enablers. Find another person. Okay. It's 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 a, it's, um, a complicated story, I, and I'm. It's not like I don't want success for people. What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, as a man, you're gonna have to pick a poison. Pick a poison. Pick pick a struggle. <laughs> All right, shout out to Enna. Pick a struggle, but it ain't gonna be the good one. What has to be done is the person that needs you has to pick your provision. Your it's just like the women. The women can be out here saying men don't do this and I'm divorcing him and I'm not happy. And they go out there and they flounder and they can't do it. What they should do is come back, bend the knee, kiss the ring and figure out where they messed up and get back on board. But what I'm not going to do is chase that bitch. I'm not going to go chase a person that is causing and sabotaging me and bring them back into my rail. She need to come back and chase me. But nobody wants to save face. I mean, everybody wants to save face. Nobody wants to admit where they effed up. <laughs> All right, but pick a struggle. You're going to risk everything that you can become. Guys, adults are on limited time. Kids have maximum time. They got enough room for error. I don't. Adults don't. A man in his 40s and 50s, you don't got room for error. You got 10, maybe 20 years of work left, of production left. And the last 10 years going to be painful. You're going to be aching. You're going to have diseases. You ain't going to want to get up. You're going to have less energy, less testosterone. The last 10 years of your work is going to be painful. You're going to sit here and mess everything up for a person that got all the time in the world to correct their own behavior, see their flaws, Check the errors of their ways? Absolutely not. <laughs> no. So if Jackie Chan cut his kids off, hey, it is what it is. They don't want to get right. They don't want to get right. Hey, you got your own self. But guess what happened? Jackie Chan cut his kids off. They didn't want to get right. Guess what? She ran to the internet. What does she prove? She proved she needed daddy after all. She ran to the internet. Lil Boosie ran to the Lil Boosie's daughter ran to the internet. She needed daddy after all. So then she tried to say, well, he's a homophobe. Phobe and uh, he hates women. And guess what happened? She's coming incorrectly. So she's going to use a court of public opinion. 50 Cent Kid did the same thing. Hey, um, my dad don't love me. My dad ain't there. Now that he's broke and his baby mama can't get no child support. Guess what? Now he wants to come in and say, daddy ain't helping. I want to have a relationship with daddy. Too late. Mm. I'm sorry. You should have figured this out a long time ago. Possibly about 12 to 14 years ago. It's too late. Now, you can figure out how to get your own life done. But I, I, I think 50 Cent. 50 Cent, you not ha end up having a kid that looked better looking than uh, the kid that 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 that's trying to beg to be in their life. He 50 cent like I got a better looking kid. 28 years down the line. <laughs> Come on, man. 
I know a lot of people here. Let me let me just speak to the ladies. This is going to be a four-hour stream now. Ladies, I'm going to speak to you right here. A lot of you ladies have been traumatized by your past experiences, either with your father or with your lack of father. But let me acknowledge this one thing, that you aren't telling the world. You're not telling the world that you were part and partial. You were a contributing factor of that fractured relationship. You were in your hormones, in your feelings. Trust me, I've coached a lot of women. Um, so this isn't me talking about my personal life. I've coached hundreds of young women between the ages of 13 and 24. Hundreds of them. I've seen them grow. I've seen them be close to their dads. I've seen them to be distance. Close to their parents and their mothers, distance from their mothers. I've seen a concoctions. I've seen fractured homes. I've seen stable homes. You know what I've also seen? That most of those young women were part of the fracture. They'll never tell you. They'll never say it. There's, they'll say shit like, my dad tried to kill me. <laughs> okay. My dad tried to kill me. My dad tried to beat me up. My dad was beaten. My, my, my dad wouldn't let me go outside. My dad was uh, wouldn't let me hang out at night with older men. My dad wouldn't do this. My dad wouldn't do that. And I hear it all the time. But I also know these girls were rebelling. These girls' peace leaves was itching. These girls weren't stable mentally. These girls were doing substance abusing. These girls were fornicating. These girls were sneaking in and out of the house at night. These girls were rebelling against their parents. These girls were out here. Bro, I didn't see it. They was giving up the booty cheeks. These girls were doing the snorting cocaine and doing drugs and smoking weed. These girls were letting, trying to let old man hit it. Uh, bro, come on. So they trying to act innocent like the dad kicked in the door and started choking her. That didn't happen. More than likely. And we will never have these hard conversations because these people don't own up to it because you want to hide behind that you was a kid. And no, let me just tell you, when you're about 13 or 14, you can start making sense of things. Not only that, you know what's right and wrong. You know it. I made life-changing decisions when I was 13 or 14. I was able to work. I was able to drive a near one-ton vehicle at 80 miles an hour down the freeway before I was 18. I knew judgment. I knew I knew what was going to make my life harder and what was not. The things I didn't know were things that I weren't exposed to. So I wasn't exposed to it. So therefore, I didn't know. Once I got exposed to it, I had to decide right or wrong morals. But I don't want to hear yet yeah, peer pressure. So there's people that are experiencing peer pressure. There's people that are experiencing maybe they're getting bullied or maybe they're the bully. So these, these factors are a part of it. But to just say, and I've heard this a lot. I heard a young woman tell me once, my daddy just tried to kill me. Guess what she was doing? She was on seeking arrangements at 14. Now, let me tell you something. <laughs> well, I know why he probably tried to wrap his fingers around your neck. Stop. Stop it. But she want to play the victim. You see what I mean? 
Like, I, I can kind of understand why your dad wanted to keep you. We got to stop, man. Got to stop. So now she out on these streets, and she making her life on these streets. Sack, just floundering. Living in hotels. And I'm like, bruh, like, what you want me to do? Right? But we can we can play we can we can play dumb or I can actually say everybody's accountable for everything that happens in their lives. Now, you can make a decision to go and um, walk in stupidity or you can get your life straight. You can go and hit the blunt or you can get your life straight. You can go and be the victim or you can get your life straight. You can go and hit the booze or you can get your life straight. But what I ain't going to do is beg you to get your life straight. What I ain't going to do is beg you to be a part of somebody's life. What I'm not going to do is try to, try to tell a, the, the, the parent to come back and bend the knee to the child. That's not what I'm not going to do. What I'm not going to do is tell these men to bend the knee to these rebellious women in their lives. That's what I'm not going to do. Period. <laughs> right? There's no victims out here. There's volunteers. All right? There's a lot of volunteers. And ninjas is volunteering for shit and it don't work out and they want to be the victim. Or if the parent was the toxic one, it is what it is. Can you control that? No, you can go out and emancipate yourself. You can move with another parent. You can go out here and develop your own philosophy in life and excel. That's a, that's a strategy. That's a strategy. So you Gen Z entitled ass kids. All right. That are like booty, little booty's daughter. Mad about her car and she wants to go out and air him out. Guys, you have a choice. You can emancipate yourself. You can make better decisions for your life. You can get your shit straight if your parents are alcoholic, toxic, controlling, abusive, or whatever. You can emancipate yourself at 16, I believe. Do it. If you know better, do it. But if you need the other parent, don't beg the other parent to stop what they're doing so they can get you right. It's, it's a tough situation, man. But I don't have much working time left. I don't have much life left. They do. <laughs> All right. Women got way more life left than I do. So anyway. Yep. 50 Cent cut his son out. Jackie Chan cut his daughter out. Uh, this is used to be called being disowned. Disowned was a thing. Y'all trying to save kids that ain't going nowhere, right? 50 Cent son ain't going nowhere. Lil Boosie daughter ain't going nowhere. Jackie Chan son ain't going nowhere. He like, hell no. Hard conversation, but I'm not going to wipe asses all my life. You know what I'm saying? Disavowed. And I suggest that you parents, you punk-ass Gen X parents that got these Gen Z kids running around here, I suggest you stop being an enabler and get these kids to treat life like they're serious. Or else now it's the white man's fault. And it's the system's fault. And the government fault. And redlining. And gerrymandering. And historical legacy racism. And all bullshit. All absolute bullshit. What it is is somebody has an agenda. And, and it's going to affect the other parent. Somebody has an agenda. And their agenda wants to be heard, and they want you to bow down to the agenda. Well, CGA don't bow down. CGA don't bow down. Y'all punk-ass parents can bow down with your spoiled-ass kids still living with you at 30 because you need them to write off your on your taxes 
because you ill prepare for life and you're going to enable them to be losers. You can do that if you want. Mm. <laughs> right. Where are we at here, man? I got a lot of show to do here. I got a lot of shoot. Uh, uh, <laughs> I got a lot of show to do. Uh, let's see here. We ain't even got to the main event. We'll go four hours. We'll stay here on YouTube. JC says, I just blew two gallons of baby gravy at the Juco. And he says, I hope the next Blade movie features sperm vampires. And it says, hope Ebony keep that same energy 40 years from now. Yep. Angel Machine says, I reject everything Ebony K represents. She gets with men she thinks serves her while she doesn't submit to him. Kids are props and men are breeding bulls not leaders to her, indeed. So kids are a prop to her. Men are a prop as well. Uh, CGA is the go. Great topic. Professor Coachellini, toxic women are synonymous, synonymous with narcissistic women for me. Same thing. Train Yang. And he says, okay, daddy. Okay. Train Yang. All right. Um, Age of Machines. Crazy part is I'm not mad. What, million, what men want, what man wants to willingly breed with the lady who thinks like her wants your seed and money and devotion and gives you nothing. Rock Starling says, dad cut me off, lit my fire to be successful. Okay, lit my fire to be successful. There was a time where kids left the house at 18. There was a time where, where men had families at 21. And I got these kids out here today telling me that this isn't a, this is an impossibility for men. That I got, I got adults out here telling me, um, uh, adults or kids at 25. This is absolutely pathetic mindset. Pathetic. And so I moved out of the house at 18, slightly before 19. Didn't go back. Ever, didn't go back. I wasn't kicked out of the house, although it was time for me to go. It was time for me to go to be a man. And I wasn't going to be the man of my mother's house. My mother wanted to move on with her life. She wanted to date. She wanted to move. She actually moved a year after I moved to another state. She wasn't moving for me. She went to go for an opportunity that if I was still living with her and dependent on her, she could not have taken. She wouldn't have been able to take that opportunity. And that opportunity was a launch pad to other things that she's been able to do for the rest of her life. It was a stepping stone. She went to leave and move to work, uh, Seattle to move to Microsoft to work for Microsoft. She has parlayed that into her future. That, that's a resume. That's a resume builder. She's been able to parlay her experiencing working there for her entire life since that point. Now, if I was still living with her, I would have had to go, well, I want to, I got to go to Seattle. What am I going to do? And I said, oh, you know what? It's time for me to get off this train. Soon as I did that and removed myself to go out and be self-sufficient to an extent, I went to live with roommates. She got the opportunity to go there, and she didn't have to think twice. She didn't have to think twice. She didn't have to think about me. She didn't have to think about uh, a kid, a punk-ass kid that won't listen and get his life straight. She saw me go. She saw me getting on my feet, and she said, I can go do me now. I did enough raising kids. I can do, go do me. And she left that when I was 19, moved to Washington. I was still in Southern California. 
I don't want to hear it's too hard. <laughs> I don't. For women, yes. For men, no. For men, no. Ninja, you got to do what you got to do. All right, Superman says, happy wife, happy life. Hell no. Happy life without a wife. All right, and shout out to Jermaine. And Ty says, all responsibility without authority is slavery. All responsibility without authority is slavery. All responsibility without authority is slavery. So I'm if I'm going to be responsible for the outcome, if I'm going to be responsible for the mood, if I'm going to be responsible for the payment, but I can't say nothing, I refuse to participate. Okay. Somebody says, why couldn't she take that job and take the kid to Seattle? Military folk do that. Well, I wasn't a kid. I was 18, 19, <laughs> right? I wasn't a kid anymore. I was an adult. So the opportunity wasn't presented while I was a kid. The opportunity came up after I moved out. If that opportunity was there and I was 19 and she had to consider whether to stay for me until I got on my feet or go and take the opportunity, it would have been dumb for her to stay for me while I'm a man, self-sufficient, healthy, with two hands and two legs to stay and not take that opportunity. That would be dumb and I would have held her back. So the opportunity wasn't ever present. It presented itself and you will find, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking to you guys today, you will find you're going to find that when you get out of people's way, they actually become better. Opportunities, when you do it the right way and you get out of people's way or people get out of your way, you will find that opportunities start showing up. Mm. A house, if, if, if too many people are in a house, you cannot grow. You're going to restrict their growth. It's kind of like house plants. If I have a small place for house plants and the plants are growing, well, if the house is only so big, the plants are going to stop growing. They're going to grow all up on each other. They're going to take each other up. But you will find that once you move out, you can grow. You have the capacity. You have the capacity to grow. Once you get out of a person's way, most of the time that person takes off, which is an indictment on you. It's an indictment telling you you was in that person's way. So if you got out of a relationship and the person that you got out of the relationship got better, odds are you were in their way. <laughs> you were in their way and they needed you gone. You stayed, you overstayed your welcome. I moved out. She got opportunity. She chased it. It was a life-changing opportunity. If she had to consider me it would have delayed her growth. It would have prevented her from being who she is today. So, guys, man, this these enabler parents, these people that are trying to, oh, are you okay? And man, dude, they'll figure it out. Kids will figure it out. Parents are figuring out. I I will tell you, if you put too much attention on that, guess what the person's gonna do? This is why people. This is why people are enablers. You're enabling dysfunction. By continuing to use it or use it against someone. And to be like, are you okay today? Are you okay today? Ninja, they'll figure it out. Mm. And if they don't, they don't. Ninja, we ain't got no time. The world will keep spinning. <laughs> right? Come on, man. 
But we got some wussy ass helicopter ass parents. And most of these parents use their kids against the other parent. Trust me. Most of these parents use their kids against the other parent. All right. I don't care if they're married, divorced or not. Most of these kids use their their most of these parents use their kids against the other parent. All right. I'm telling you, man, this shit is going on and everybody wants to just say, oh, well, no, 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 no. It's not simplifying it. Most of these parents using their kids. Most of these parents using their kids don't leave. Oh, you'll save money here. You'll save money. Just stay here. Your your parents still getting child support extended. Your parents are writing you off as tax deductions um, and um, dependents. They getting rent money from you. They're getting your male labor. They're getting your female ability to cook and clean. They're getting your companionship. They're getting your dependency, codependence bullshit. Dude, they're using you because they got losers out here. I'm telling you, man, this shit is a mess. And I'm speaking the truth here. I'm cutting down to what really is going on here. They're using you for income, rent. Because if you walked out the house, if you walked out the house, them bitches will be drowning in a minute. Mm. They'd be broke. <laughs> so nobody want to talk about this. You just want to talk about how cold I am. But, dude, this shit is going on all the way into these people's adulthoods. <laughs> but it's toxic parent. It's abuse. It's mental health. It's this. And they out here do these mental health ki kids and adults running around here, partying, fornicating and doing drugs. Give me a break. Give me a break. I don't buying none of it. <laughs> All right. This is bullshit. They got time to shake their ass and fornicate and smoke dope, but they ain't got no time to get their mind right. Bullshit. <laughs> Eating food and eating and drinking, drinking, smoking, street West Coasting. And you're going to believe them. Well, they trying to get their life together. No, they ain't. They living the best life they possibly can without being um, without being mature. That's what they're doing. They don't got to grow up as long as they got an enabled parent uh, running around here. Every time they get in trouble. See, nobody want to listen to my side of the story because I'm going to tell you the truth and I'm going to make it look. I'm going to make it so you're looking at a mirror and that you are convicted by the spirit of CGA when you hear everything that I tell you. Now, run, tell that. The conviction is getting you because you know I'm right and you're wrong as fuck because you're broke and now you're going to use your kid. <laughs> All right. And these kids don't got to have a sense of going to be nobody because they got enabler parents. So here we go. Let's have the conversation. You want to have that conversation? Ninjas 30 years old still living with their parents. In what world? Other than the Great Depression. <laughs> he said times is tough. Times are tough. You know why? Because we got a lot of weak ass people creating tough times. That's why. You got a lot of weak people that didn't want to stand on their own, too. So they asked the government to help them and help them and help them. They asked the psychologist to help them and help them and help them. They asked Big Farmer to help them and help them and help them. They asked the teachers, the school, everybody but them and their parents 
They got all of them out of the way. And now you got to stand on your old two and you can't because weak people create tough times. Not tough. Tough people don't create tough times. Weak people do. Weak people create tough times. Now you got weak and voted in all of these goofballs. Now 20 years down the line, you got tough times. Deal with it. <laughs> Deal with it. You guys want to be punk-ass kids at 24 and no damn ambition, no direction. You don't know yourself. You lost. All you can do is think with your prick and smoke substances and drink toxins, and you want to make me feel bad for it. Kick rocks. <laughs> kick rocks and y'all you want to do is fornicate ladies all you want to do is all you got left is to twerk your ass and open your legs that's all you got left that's all you got left is to open your legs you can't even cock your legs open to keep a man but you know better than me <laughs> please people are a disgrace out here people are disgracing themselves It's like, what? There's no more careers, lady. That Ladies, there's no more careers. That shit is dying for the majority of y'all. It's dead. All of that working at the office and all that, that's dead for the majority of women. Like 70, 80, 90%. That's dead. What you going to do now? Now they going over here getting two vials of sperm. I mean, listen. Michael Jordan says 15 years left to work. I'm cutting them off. All right, where we got Juan Premier says, all fairness coach, I've been giving sperms as gifts. All right, shout out to you. Um, let me do these super chats here, and uh, I'm still going to get to the main event. I'm still going to get the main event. Hey, man, there was a time, man, where you had to snatch collars. But what we're doing right now is we're, we're pulling at people. We're, we're preventing people from being successful by telling them they have privilege or that they are lucky or that they're only successful because of YouTube. They're only successful. And this is bullshit. We actually have, we're hurting the successful people by, by being um, propped up by enablers. We're hurting the people who want to be people by telling them the, and making them feel bad for being successful. Why are we punishing? Why are we punishing the people for being successful when these assholes are running around here not trying to be successful, only to try to capitalize off of the successful people? Make it make sense. Make this shit make sense. You're guilting people for being successful. You're guilting people for looking out for themselves. You're guilting people for trying to have drive and ambition. Meanwhile, these lazy people don't want to do shit, but these people still got to support them. <laughs> okay. You know, they want to always make somebody the bad guy. Somebody's got to be the bad guy. And what we're doing in our world is we're making men always be the bad guy. We're always the one that messed it up. How? Why are we the ones that always mess it up? We, we can't get it right. We work and support. We messed it up. We don't work and support. We messed it up. 
We stick around and show love. We messed it up by not supporting. We show support and we messed it up by not showing love. This shit is a circle that only blames men. My question is, what is what were the women doing the entire time? Why do we have so much power to mess things up, but no power to fix? They want they don't want to listen to us come up with the solutions. They just want to look at us as the problem. Yes, at some particular point, you can't win. People don't want to hear this. We got no government name. BH says your advice about being willing to cut off kids is easier said than done. He says, I have only one kid and I can't imagine cutting him off right? and make sure you get them um, in a stable situation. I'm not telling you to cut them off. I'm telling you to make sure that they know that there's there's a there's a way to do this and a way not to do it. But this isn't new. This is not new. People can quit their job. You got people out here quitting their job. They're quitting their marriages. They're quitting being self-sufficient. But when it comes to this shit, you don't want to quit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Come on, man. Ninja, I can't quit this ninja. Y'all can't even keep jobs. Y'all quit jobs faster than y'all can quit people. You'll quit being a productive member of society rather than you could quit people. <laughs> they quit everything else, but when it comes to this shit, I can't, I, I can't, I can't quit them. Please, man. If you're divorced, you quit. There is no, there is no villain. You both were. <laughs> they could quit everything. Y'all quit. Y'all quit every damn thing. You quit earning money. But it is what it is. It is what it is. Ninja, look at my, okay, look. Look at, look at these people, man. I mean, Michael Jordan's kids. You can't, guys, you can't control kids. Can't control. They kind of have their personalities and whatnot. Michael Jordan kid running around with his teammate's wife <laughs> right now. And he's sitting there like, damn, I done done everything. And this is what's happening. And then when he says he doesn't support them, he's the bad guy. Oh, man. All right. KW says. Coach, I took your advice and spoke to my parents about the plan for care in terms of setting up a power of attorney, insurance, et cetera. And they said, hey, we trust you and we're going to leave you everything in the will. Thank you for the safe advice. Um, and he says you deliver on a daily basis. I'm not looking forward to them uh, to talking. I was not looking forward to them and talking to them about it. But your stream pushed me forward. I, uh, another thing here. This stream will be a record length of stream i'm gonna have to take a break in a minute here but i'm telling you things that are practical do they have emotion in all of these things no does it remove emotions no 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 is it tough love yes when i tell you the things that i tell you they are meant for long-term success not short-term shit. So if you want to drag me back and say, well, love and hug them. Okay, love, hug. Okay, now we got to get back to reality. 
Okay. We can't stay in this constant state. Love, not love. Hug, not hug. Okay, uh, I can't, no, we can't do this. Because this is why you were in the position you're in now. See, here's the deal. I told you, have a conversation with your parents about when they're going to die, about what's what, how we're going to have medical care, what the will is, do they have life insurance, what is the plan? There's a plan of succession. Is this love? Yes. Is it lovey-dovey? No. Is a hard conversation? Yes. Have the hard conversation. You guys don't want to have the hard conversation, and you don't want to hold people accountable, period. So you stay in the emotions only as if the emotions are going to fix it. The emotions are not going to fix it. They don't correct the long-term problem. And then the bullshit happens, and guess what happens? You're ill-prepared. You're shocked. You're starting a GoFundMe. You find out they are reverse mortgage in their house. There's no life insurance. Then it gets real. I want to deal with what's real. Let's have a plan. Not this bullshit. Fix it today. It's okay tomorrow. Oh, it broke again today. We back. No, 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 no. No, this is not the solution. And I'm telling you, we live in a society that when they're using an emotional argument, they're using it to control you and weaken your position as a planner and protector and provider. If the emotion, if the argument is only emotion, meaning you should have paid more emotions to it, it's bullshit on face value. What they're doing is trying to control you. What they're doing is trying to distract you and bump you off your square. What they're doing is trying to drag you back in. Why don't they get real? What they do is they need to get real and get back to real life because guess what? Emotions are going to get you kicked. I mean, having emotion going to get you kicked in the nuts. It's bullshit. It's not a fix. That's called treatment. That's not a cure. Know the difference between treatment and cure. Okay, what's the treatment? Emotions. Okay, good. What's the cure? We need to take both. <laughs> we need to do both. We need to treat it and cure it. If I can only treat it, we're just putting a Band-Aid on it. We're just kicking the can down the road. We're providing those solutions, and we're not even helping the person. We're just treating it, and then we're getting them used to the treatment. Where's the cure? Emotions change, okay? But you guys are getting used to being treatment. You guys are using treatment as a cure, and it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. We need cures and prevention. We need, we need prevention. How do, how do we prevent getting in situations where kids get disowned? How do we treat, how do we, how do we um, provide, how do we prevent families from fracturing? Okay, I guarantee you, most of these people that have kids that got disowned or shit like that, they're either going to have um, gay or lesbian attached to it, substance abuse, enabler parent, divorce, rebellious kid. It's going to be one of those. It ain't just going to be some kid that just woke up tomorrow. <laughs> Immaturity. 
it's not going to be that one person was bad and the other person was good. It, it, it's not going to be that the kid needed a hug. It's not that the, the, that the spouse needed a hug. It's not that the, the, the daddy needed his dick sucked. It's not going to be any of that. It's going to be some goofy shit over here. It's going to be some goofy shit. <laughs> Therapist, counselor. It's going to be some goofy shit. It's going to be some substance abuse, rebellion, promiscuity. Uh, and, and in other words, it's going to be a demon. It's going to be a demon. It's going to be a spirit. It's going to be a bad spirit. It's going to be somebody who is negotiating in bad faith. That's what you need to get down to. Get down to who has the bad faith. Get down to the bad seed. Get down to the demon. Get down to the evil spirit. Get down to the distractions. That's what you need to do. It ain't just going to be, well, I just needed to get hugged a couple of times. It's not going to be that. And this person needed to love me. No. That is not true. <laughs> that is not true. Anybody who uses that against you is attempting to control you. <clears throat> and they're not looking for a cure. They're looking for someone to blame. As soon as you bend the knee to it, you've been, you've accepted the blame. As soon as you bend the knee to it, you've accepted the blame. And normally men have to actually do that. Men have to bend the knee and accept the blame. And then guess what happens? No cure. We're just going to treat it. Yeah, social media is around. Oh, social media addiction is behind it too. I guarantee you, people who have effed up shit going on got social media addiction. <laughs> right? Look at it. They got social media addiction. They cannot put their phone down. They cannot stop scrolling Instagram and TikTok. They are addicted. Anyway, can we get to the show? But nobody wants to do that because I'll be like, hey, uh, are they abusing substances? Are they are they addicted to social media? Are they do they have a job? Do they have a purpose? Uh, wh what's going on in their lives? Oh, no, no, no. They just needed to be hugged. They just needed love. They just needed support. Bullshit. <laughs> it's absolute bullshit. Just letting you know. It's absolute garbage. It's garbage parenting. It's mostly uh, these therapists and these pseudoscientists coming up with this shit. It is garbage. What kids need are structure. What women need is structure. And they have Everything but structure. Women have everything but structure. They are confused. They have too many options and they pick none. They have paralysis by analysis. They don't know which way to go. They just want it all. Which way is all? How do I have it all? <laughs> and they end up with nothing. Instead of all, they get nothing, and then it's everybody else's fault. And it's all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. Then it's therapy. Then it's pills. Then it's blame. Then it's everybody else take care of me at 60. <laughs> and you effed up 40 years of your life. Doing one in it all, paralysis by analysis. Well, where is it all? Yellow brick road. Okay. They go searching and searching and still yet to find. 
<laughs> then they end up in hell. And then they wonder what happened. It's got to be somebody else's fault. It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. But people don't want to, you don't want to follow the path of CGA. But CGA got it figured out. I've noticed that I'm the one got it figured out. And I don't seem to be a leech or a parasite onto any individual or the system. The only thing I leech is this Wi-Fi in YouTube. That's the only thing I'm leeching. I seem to have it figured out and people want to be like me or take my life advice. Guess what? Everybody else that's running around here can't figure this shit out are trying to leech off of me. Mm. <laughs> no accountability. No. No no sense of pride in themselves. Get, get, here we go. It, it, it's absolutely pathetic. I think people are pathetic. I, I don't have faith in humanity at all. People are pathetic. And I can't look down and help pathetic people. I can't help pathetic people. I refuse to even put an ounce of my energy or my greatness into people who are choosing to be pathetic. <laughs> all right. Anyway. New, 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 new world order. If you're choosing to be pathetic, I will not put an ounce of energy into you. Anyway, if you really want it, then I know right here, <laughs> right? Anyway, here. And of course, they're chemically altered, coach. Yes, people are chemically altered they're, they're, by choice. By choice, they're choosing it. But listen, <laughs> I know to take care of myself. Are we talking about toxic behaviors? Do I pay Biden? No, they steal it from me. New, 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 new world order. All right, anyway. <laughs> uh, and oh, by the way, nobody, nobody helped me. Not many people helped me get to where I got. All right, meaning that they didn't help me with enabling and coddling. They helped me see that you need to get it done by yourself. You need to first help yourself before... They help you. All right. So anyway, I don't feel bad for people at all. And nor do I have the time or space. I can think about you, but I don't feel bad about you. Anyway, my dad, uh, my dad um, was a source of inspiration for me. I didn't live with my dad for very long in my life. Um, and so my mom helped me. My dad had a role. Um, we moved away from my father when I was young. So. Um, my father was a source of inspiration, meaning that he was a significantly talented individual. He learned how to play multiple instruments, um, multiple instruments without even learning how to read music. He's a he's recorded albums in the gospel category. He's performed live on television and shows. He's a very meek and mild mannered individual. And I got a lot of characteristics that I inherited from him, but I'm quite different from him as well. But I moved away from him when I was nine and moved back with him for a year in high school. But that's about it. Yeah, he learned how to play by ear. Very, very good, talented individual. Um, my mother is a very ambitious career woman. Okay. Much of what I've inherited from her is work ethic uh, and all of that stuff. And she's not afraid to talk or speak. And she taught me a lot, especially learning how to uh, use computers when I was in high school. 
because she worked and used computers early on and developed ethernets and internets. She gave me access to all that stuff, all right? That's what parents are supposed to do. Parents are supposed to do that, right? Parents are supposed to set your kids up for better. If your parents are pulling you back, coddling, enabling you, keeping you in the past, they're actually not helping you. They're hurting you. <laughs> they're hurting you. If your parents aren't pushing you to look what's going ahead and coming up, they're hurting you. So anyway, for better or for worse with my parents, I have a decent relationship with them. I love them. I don't talk to them every day. I'm not a person that needs to talk to them. And do you love me? And did you love me as a kid? I never talk about that shit. <laughs> I mean, I know they did. They did their best. It's not an important factor overriding on my life. I'm not going to think about it. I, I never even, it never even crossed my mind. <laughs> like, but people are actually using that as the prime factor of if your parents love you. Matter of fact, dude, I moved away from my father when I was nine. Um, I went back to live with him for a year. Didn't live with him for my whole teens. Then I left my mother's house when I was 18. Bruh. 18 going into 19. It was somewhere around 19. Never moved back. Bruh, what the fuck? Like, what else do I need? Ooh. I actually, the best thing I could do was actually show that I didn't need them. The best thing I could do was show that I didn't need them. That's what I felt. <laughs> and I was like, if I can show that I don't need their support anymore, that is the best version of an adult of a of of that that's a best testimony of their parentage that I can be that I can show them. That was the best. And I don't I I never have borrowed a, I've never borrowed a one red cent from my father as an adult and none from my mother that I can say. Of course it was always you know iffy here and there. None. Didn't have to go back and live with them. Nothing. I was like, I'm going to make this work. Even to the point where I didn't have a place to stay. I'm not going to go back with them. <laughs> I'm not going to go back with my parents. I know I ain't going to do that. So. Anyway, I've had my parents actually had to move in with me for a little bit. So that is a sense of pride. That's when I can stand on my own, too, and say, I'm here. I'm the biggest stabilizing factor in my family. Thus, if I can't have a say in how things are done, but I'm the stabilizing factor, if you remove my ability to say what I'm doing and what I'm not doing, it ain't going to work. Ain't going to work. <laughs> right? I stand on my own too. I support myself. I support a lot of other people. What you ain't going to do is tell me what I cannot and cannot do. That's what you ain't going to do. <laughs> All right. Anyway. When they say men need to lead. I am. The leader. I am the leader. And I'm not afraid to lead. What I'm also not afraid to do is call shots. What I'm not also afraid to do is call shots. So I'm a shot caller and a leader. I'm not a leader in letting you call the damn shots the entire time. You, you will have input, 
but I will call shots and I'm very decisive. I'm a decision maker. These are all ideas and things that symbolize leadership, being able to make a decision. What people can't do today is make a damn decision. So they they decide to choose nothing and claim success. I choose nothing. And look at me. I'm successful in choosing nothing. I chose nothing. I didn't go left or right. I didn't go Democrat or Republican. I stayed in the middle. I'm a moderate. I didn't choose evil or good. I didn't choose success or failure. I'm just going to sit right here. This is not success. Choosing nothing and, and not standing on a decision and is not success. Success is choosing something, walking down that path, then figuring out how to adjust once the decision is made. That's success. So then if I can get out of a bad choice and go, okay, I didn't make the right choice, but let me get out of that. That's success. That is success. When people don't make decisions, I think you're one of the biggest cowards out here. I'm not going to make a decision. <laughs> right. And then you just sit back. And then when the choice is clear, you go that way. That's not leadership. That is not leadership. Leaders forge a path. Leaders decide when given options, they make a decision and then they walk that bitch. <laughs> right? They walk it. And then when they get to the, oh, oh, looks like I made the wrong choice. They're not afraid to make a wrong choice because they're confident that they can get back on the right path. But no, cowards stand in the middle and wait for somebody else to make the decision for them. Cowards look out for themselves as opposed to the big picture. But if you're going to be a leader, you got to be a shot caller and you got to be a decision maker. Can you listen to other people's input? Yep. But do they get to decide? Not if I'm the leader. Mm. <laughs> Not if I'm the leader. No, you don't get to have the decision-making capacity unless you put on this armor in this shield and you carry this sword and you swing it when you need to swing it. If you ain't swinging swords and you ain't taking bullets, sit your ass down. <laughs> If you ain't getting shot with arrows, if you ain't paying your taxes, if you ain't bringing in money, no, Ninja, you don't get the big piece of chicken. <laughs> if you ain't pulling your weight and paying what you weigh, you don't get to make the decisions until you do. When you start doing it and you get good at it, then you can make decisions, but not that impact me. But people don't want to talk about that shit. People don't want to talk about it. People let non-decision makers make decisions for you and they ain't making no decision. I ask you, why are you taking leadership from people who aren't making decisions? The only decision they make is being leeches. The only decision they make is actually trying to make other decisions for other leaders. <laughs> Yo, we got to stop the bullshit. But you live your life, I live mine. We got followers making decisions. That's what we got.
Somebody says, when you speak like this, they start screaming and discrediting you. But what they can't do is stop you. Again, emotional arguments. Emotional arguments are for cowards. Emotions have their time and place. But if this makes you feel bad, boo-hoo. <laughs> All right, look. Boo-hoo. If this makes you feel bad or you disagree, boo-hoo. I don't know what to tell you. But we live in a time where the weak make the decisions for the strong. And the strong are supposed to bend the knee to the weak. There was a time where the strong took over the weak and they took advantage of them. Now the weak make the rules for the strong and the, str the weak become the bullies. And the way they become the bullies is making emotional. That's a weak position. If I make this argument emotional, I win. Why? Because you get to decide. <laughs> but they just need to tough it up. And you need to get on the bunny mindset game. So as long as the most, the longest, as long as we can sling mud and call names and make it about feelings, the weak win. They always are going to win. That's why I don't engage in beefs. I had a couple of big content creators um, that tried to reel me in into their emotional argument, and all they wanted to do was sling mud and call names and all that stuff. And people wonder why I, I didn't engage. Well, they got a big audience, Coach. Get in on that. No, they just want to sling mud. They want to call names. They want to label you. They, they, they want to drag you down into the abyss. They're not there to solve a problem. They're not there to listen and provide remedies. They're there to sling mud. They're there to drag you down. So why would I engage when I'm a leader? The best thing you could do is ignore the problem, and then that problem will go away and find other people, and you will find, and they will expose themselves, and you will see, oh, they're just an emotional, they're just an emotional mitch. They just wanted to be emotional with me. They didn't want to, they didn't want to show, they wanted it, they didn't want a solution, they didn't want to debate. Hafiz, go down the line. Spot, as soon as you engage with them, they just wanted to insult you or get some views. You got to make sure you avoid these and sidestep these mitches and women like this and children. Sidestep their ass. I mean, th that's all they have, guys. That's the only thing they have. This is what people at work do. Work, work people do this to you. What they are are incapable of being mature adults. <laughs> Pick your battles. They're incapable of being mature, so they mudsling, they insult, they provide emotions, they cry. They essentially act like children. And when you don't act like a child with them, they blame you. Well, I'm not a child. I've led many people to success and fail. If you're a leader, you got to be comfortable with being successful and failing. You got to you got to you got to be somewhere comfortable with saying I'll be successful and I'll fail and I'll be okay. But when you fear fair failure, when you fear being mature, when you feel being successful, when you fear it, 
you'll never become it. You're all, all you'll engage is, is fear. All you'll engage is coulda, shoulda, woulda. All you'll engage is mudslinging. That's all you'll get. They'll find another host. Soon as you don't engage, they'll find another host. So just know that. Just know that. But y'all holding on to people. You guys are holding on to people that mainly aren't going to do anything for you anyway. <laughs> that What are they going to do for you? If they're not doing for you now, what makes you think they're going to do for you when it comes up? By the way, if you think your kids are going to help you when you get older, this is not always the case. Look up, um, look up the brother from Good Times. I've shared stories with you where people have done you dirty as hell, got you shitting on yourself. <laughs> right? They got you as an old person shitting on yourself, getting inoculated by doctors, keeping you locked down in hospitals and terrible nursing care. And you put in all, John Amos, you put in all that work and you thought they was going to be there for you and they aren't. How you going to feel like a big old wide mouth bass? Goofy fell for right for the bait. Stealing your money. You remember the dude was dead on his bed and he was dead on his bed for a decade, rotten and stanking. And they was spinning up his social security check. Man, y'all, y'all, you guys are depend on shit that that actually ain't going to happen. But look, we at the four hour mark. We at the four hour mark. We haven't even done the toxic behaviors. <laughs> right. So. um, Let me see here. We'll probably get to it. If you give me a give me a break here, give me about a minute of break, we'll get to it real quick. All right, we'll do it. We'll do the show. We'll do it live. All right, we'll do it live. Uh, stick with me. If not, hit the like button on the way out. Hang tight. So women, you know, we're more educated now. And Americans owe more than $1.5 trillion in student loan debt, and women reportedly hold around two-thirds of that debt. Women hold nearly two-thirds of the outstanding student debt at around $930 billion. Now, some presidential candidates are proposing solutions to fix the worsening debt problem. This proposal completely eliminates student debt in this country. I also found it interesting that 37% of women don't really understand the whole student loan payback system, but men, they understand it a little bit better. So you're going to pay for people who didn't save any money, and those of us that did the right thing get screwed. And the irony is that this is Elizabeth Warren, the woman who is getting 300000 a year for teaching one course. How do you feel about these people here who, who show up to, to show their free speech trying to censor you right now? Let's get to this, man. Uh, toxic behaviors that men accept. It should say except from women. All right. So here we go right here. Uh, let's look at the nature and state of men in America right here. This woman is fully clothed. Of course, there's not much clothes there. But take a look at this. This is happening on Twitter right now. 
and there's a man. And everyone here. You give consent to everyone to kick you in the nuts? I don't know if I'm going to get that far. All right. Do you consent to me? Yes. All right. How was that? Burning. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. All right. And so what you're seeing is a lot of weak men out here, a lot of men that are bowing down and doing whatever they can to submit to their own sexual deviancy and dysfunction. OK, that's all they're doing. OK, that's all they're doing. And so they're putting their they're putting their promiscuity. They're putting their um, their their libido on the lines uh, doing behaviors like this. And it's completely toxic. All right, you're seeing this with Adam 22. They're doing it for money. They're doing it for likes, interest, attention. All because they have no other way to survive here. It's absolutely crazy here. So this is what we're doing. I think our sexual dysfunction is leading us. Not only is it leading us to do these things, it also leads you to accept a toxic partner. All right, and so what you'll do is you'll accept a person that you think you have to train, all right, and weed out the bad behavior, but you're only accepting the bad behavior, all right? You're only promoting the bad behavior. So you get into a relationship with a toxic mate, and then you'll eventually be like, well, I got to do this. Happy wife, happy life. I'm not happy. <laughs> when the person, is, the person is simply toxic. Let's take you through this one here. I'll take you through quickly, okay? Um, if you didn't see this video, it is on Twitter. I advise you. That I'm not going to show the video, unfortunately. I mean, I can't show the video because there's some self-deletion in there. There's completely. All right. But uh, you you get into a relationship with toxic people and they'll have you fighting her, fighting him, fighting each other, fighting a rival, fighting your children, fighting for your children. They'll have you out here um, to the point where you're no more. The Undertaker comes after you right here. Then they just move on with life. Jealous love rivals deletes wait a minute deletes former girlfriend's new fiance and then deletes himself the video is on our locals i would suggest to you if if you're if you don't want this type of energy in your life do not watch the video okay but the videos on twitter if you don't want that if you don't want to see this type of stuff somebody recorded it from a hotel room all right, a tourist recorded it because they saw the argument and they got the app, they got the whole thing. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, going down here, this is the person. Um, the person is seen being the agent of chaos, going back and forth, screaming, going crazy, don't know what to do, going bonkers, losing it. And of course, um, here it is here. The, the she's standing in between two men fighting for her love. So when people say love. This is what love produces. Love produces a lot of negativity. Love does not conquer all. And don't tell me this ain't love. These people are willing to risk their damn lives. This person right here. Emotions. Emotions. I think this is the shooter and the guy who ends up taking his life right here. Uh, yeah, this is the guy. This is the guy who, who took the other guy, who deleted the other one. So death by sin. And then he took his own life. Coward. Coward. I tell you, man, people are cowards taking their own lives. I don't understand the idea, the mindset behind this. It sucks. But people threaten you with this. I'm going to tell you, well, like, okay, like, what does that say about you? Don't blame anybody else. 
that says more about you than anybody else. Then people feel bad. I get it, man. It's tough. It's a tough thing. You don't want loved one to do that. But stop. This person has one-nighters. They have their own issues. And this is this is terrible. So he ends up deleting a, a person right there. Um, I'm not going to read the article. This is the fiance. I think this is the fiance. Why did they blake that person's face? This is the person that got shot. All right. So unfortunately, he lost his life. And then another coward individual who took that man's life over a woman. This one, by the way. Imagine going to... Imagine going to hell and realizing you deleted yourself over this. <laughs> but this is toxic stuff because what we're going to find out is this woman's going to move on with her life. Probably had toxic behavior before that. Probably chose that mate. He was toxic. But they're going to remove all the accountability on her and say, well, you had a bad boyfriend. Okay, you got these guys shooting each other and she's going to move on with another guy pretty quickly. She already did. She already with a new lover, bro. I mean, guys, don't put so much energy into toxic people. If you're a young person watching me, man, let them go. She's in Belize right now. Let them go. These You guys are holding on to human beings that are going to do nothing for you other than leech. Okay? And she's going to move on with someone else. Let me go to this video right here. Okay, I'm sorry to say this. It's, it's a bit cold, but it is true. What I'm saying is true. Ladies, if you're watching me and you think it's cold, how many times have you had relationships? How many times have you broken up with someone? You guys have a history and lineage of a long-term, of no long-term success with relationships. You've moved on. It's okay, all right? But staying around with toxic people does not is not going to help you. All right, uh, here's more toxic behavior right here. Um, uh, this guy comes home from work, and this is what he's greeted with. All right, so women all, oftentimes blame men for what they do or don't do around the house. But this is how men are treated, and it's somewhat fodder for humor. Here we go. All right, I'm not going to play the music here, but here he goes right here. This is toxic behavior. We think jealousy is a sign of uh, being attracted to each other, but this is nothing but controlling behavior. This is toxic as hell. All right, you think this is cute? Oh, she must like me if she doesn't want to lose me. No. This is just leech and parasitic behavior. If people do this to you guys, do not put up with this shit. All right, men, same thing. If you do this to women, this is toxic behavior, right? Where are you going? Who are you going with? Guys, it'll be revealed in time, the bullshit that they're doing. And so, you know, there you go. Oh, she loves me. She loves me. All right. No, she don't. She's controlling you. She's being toxic towards you. And she's diverting your attention to what matters to things that don't matter. All right. How many more videos we got here? I got two more videos here. Let's see here. What are these videos? Um, I'm trying to find the video here. Let's see here. Okay. This is a video of, I showed you the kicking the ball videos. Okay, let's show you this video. Uh, women that don't let you talk or express yourselves in relationships. Now watch this. We've been told as men, express yourselves. We've been told as men, we need to share our feelings. We've been told as men, we need to actually express ourselves with words. Soon as you do that, guess what they do? 
Oh, he, he toxic masculinity over here. This guy hate and he bitter and hurt. <laughs> right? Yeah, you know, something wrong with him. He need therapy. Soon as you do, and you start saying what you need to say, they start cutting you off, labeling you, slinging mud, and they start telling you you shouldn't have talked. And we do this to other men. Guys, just don't say nothing. We say this to husbands. Shh, just let your wife say that. Just, just don't say nothing and piss her off. We do this to men in the in the sphere. These guys keep talking and talking and talking and talking. What are we supposed to do? Be quiet? What are we supposed to do? Let them talk over us when they asked us to talk? Now that they asked us to talk and we're not saying what they want us to say, they want us to stop talking. Mm. All right, but um, it's interesting, isn't it? This is toxic behavior. Why y'all keep talking about it? Because people keep listening, number one, and people need to listen. Okay? But this is a, looks like a couple, and it says right here, this is why us men won't share our feelings sometimes. Because as soon as we share our feelings, they want to tell us we're wrong. You're wrong for your feelings. I thought we were sharing feelings. Here we go issue we're battling up against is the exact reason why men shut down and women i understand that but i'm saying it's exactly she had to interject and women see this is why men don't talk well women do it too well men do it too okay we talking about women. we are aren't i talking right now you want me to talk you want us to communicate but yet also you want us to read your mind which one is it going to be all right, let's continue. Exact reason is a producer that a man will shut down and he will just hide everything from you and just continue to operate and go do what a guy has to do. Like that's it. Like when it comes to solvent, but I want you what you're doing right there. I'm trying to talk right I now. I didn't say anything. But your mouth is opening up trying to say something. I didn't while say I'm anything talking. though. She's not listening. So again, they want men to talk. They want men to communicate as long as it's doing their bidding. If they're not doing their bidding, it's toxic. And it's not right, and they don't want to listen. They just talk over you to open their mouth, ain't in the spirit of listening. But you wanted to, I right? I did, then. and I held, I didn't say you anything. You held because I held my hand up and looked no. right at you. But I want you to look at the tenants you have to interrupt me when I'm talking, when I'm trying to share my ideas, my feelings, or where I'm at. And all I'm asking is that as we keep progressing through this, you listen more when I'm talking. Otherwise, for me, I have less desire to share with you what I'm thinking if all I'm getting back is criticism and or just being cross-stepped and never getting to finish thoughts. All that happens is like, I'm in war mode. I don't need to stress about one more thing right now. So I'm in war mode. I don't need to stress about one more thing. So when men get to the decision, of I don't even I don't even need to share anymore because every time I share my emotions, every time I share my thoughts, every time I share my opinions, it gets shot down. It gets labeled. So I'm not going to talk anymore. Then when we don't talk, well, why don't you talk? See, these are the toxic things that they keep you in. They keep you in catch 22s where you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. You're damned if you do. You're damned if you don't. You're damned if you go out and support and protect, and then, but you don't love enough. But you loving too much, but you can't support and protect. You talking, but I don't like what you're saying, so shut up. Oh, why you shutting up? You need to talk. <laughs> I mean, listen. A decision maker, a shot caller, don't give a damn if they like it or not. See, when you're a shot caller and a decision maker, you're going to like it or not like it, but you're going to learn to love it. And you better learn to love it because this is what it is.
shot caller. Okay. And I'm calling the shots. And if you don't like it, kick rocks. If you like it, get along. If you don't, I don't know what to tell you. It's your problem. It ain't mine. That's what I need to tell you. But this is what's happening with men today. There's men that don't want the manosphere. They don't want men to share. So then if people don't share like us, what happens? It's not going to be good. And they don't like us to share because people are making money from it. As if everybody else that's doing something ain't making money for it. So the idea that people are, are bad for making money from it because we have a talent, we have the ability to talk, we have the ability to provide motivation or inspiration, we have the ability to guide and provide leadership. Not only that, keep people's attention entertained. We shouldn't get paid for it. This is the backwards-ass society that we live in. Now I'm wrong for capitalizing on sharing ideas and helping people through issues. Now I'm wrong for that. So I was wrong for sharing. Now I'm not wrong for sharing. I'm wrong for capitalizing on it. This is the despicable hate. So again, men are damned if you do, damn if you don't. So now if I say nothing, I don't want to help. I'm selfish. You know what I mean? This is where men are going. These are the toxic behaviors where you're seeing where the man gets blamed for controlling, but you're he's the one being controlled. He can't say what he wants. He has to uh, submit. Here's another piece of controlling behavior. And uh, right here is um, number one. Let me go back to uh, not appreciating, not appreciating the male role. So we do have this sense of women can blow up the relationship because you didn't do dishes and cook. But we also have women that won't trade roles with us, meaning that they're not going to mow the lawn. They're not going to go out there and be the sole provider. They want us to help with providing as well. If they are the sole provider, they can't tell her what to wear or dress, so they have no voice. They're not going to clean the car and clean the gutter. Check the oil, change the oil, take it to Jiffy Lube. They're not going to carry the groceries from the car and so forth. So I noticed that the male roles, there's no appreciation for. It's only what we can do for them. So you don't help around the house, but they're not helping you do certain things as well. But only their things matter. This is toxic behavior. When you hear people argue over chores, it's toxic behavior. More than likely, that person is only looking at what he's not helping them do they're not talking about what they're help, not helping him do. It's absolutely toxic, and it's coming from a position of childness. You will, if you wrote down what everybody did, and he helped you do half the cooking and cleaning, he's doing 75% of the work without question. If you're around no good schlubs and that's not happening, Take a look in the mirror. It's probably your fault. That's the best you can get. But squeeching and squealing about a man not cooking or cleaning and divorcing him for that without looking at the big picture is toxic. You're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Last one, we have a woman here, and uh, she wants to rekindle her love for her first love. Unfortunately, she has a fiance. Here we go. 
He's not uh, short of good looks, is he? No. no he was cute. At 33, oh. Tanya is happily married with three kids. Mm. All right. She's happily married with three kids at 33. But guess what? She wants to go back and meet her first love. This is an example of the marriage will. She's got the investment. She got the guy, the husband, to take her as far as he can possibly take her. She's got the kids. Well, what the hell? Yet she's determined to find the ex-boyfriend she hasn't seen for 11 years to return him this box of photos. And your husband is happy for you to do this? Yes, yeah, definitely. It, it, has he never said to you, for he, God's sake, get Gavin out of here? He, he thinks it's a bit weird. How far are you prepared to go to find Gavin? I have this dream that I win lotto, and when I win lotto, I hire a private investigator to go and find him. See, this is what you guys are putting your life into right here. This is what you're putting your life into. Now, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. The husband finds it weird, but if he's insecure, it's his fault, okay? If he tells her no, it's controlling. So he's got to kind of go with the bullshit, but she's like in fantasy world, la la land. Well, if I hit lotto, I'm going to hire a private event. What is this? Are you a child? Are you a child? <laughs> okay. <laughs> you in dream. How about we dream about some shit that we can actually do? But you're putting all of your energies and effort. Women live in the past, bro. Women live in the past. And you will find that kids live in the past, too. I cannot deal with people that live in the past. Like, we need to go forward. We, As much as you plan for the past, you need to be planning for the future. But nobody makes future plans. They only make plans about how to deal with the past. This is disgraceful. But it's toxic as well. Here we go. Wow. I can't explain it. It doesn't make a lot of sense. It's just I just keep lugging these photos around and, and wondering. You know. I All right. And so she's lugging these photos around. <laughs> we're trying to rekindle her first love. What if men were lugging their photos around? This is an absolute disgrace. This is despicable. What if men were lugging their photos around of all of their pornography, everything they jerked off to, all of their ex-girlfriends? This is crazy. And I, we, you know, obviously we were together for a long time and, and, and we shared some very special, you know, time together. And I would like to know what ended up happening to him. He's not uh, short of. Yeah, man. No, what she wants to do is get throttled because, you know, when she meets him, she's going to ask her husband for a for a mating pass. You don't mind, do you? You don't mind. You don't mind if I fornicate with him one last time. Sheesh. Shout out to Jermaine. Shout out to Ty. All responsibility without authority is slavery. JC says some of y'all ninjas still connected by the umbilical cord. Some of you ninjas still connected by the umbilical cord. For real. For real. And I don't want to hear shit about people used to live together in communes until the kids got married. Mm. Y'all ain't getting married. <laughs> what you waiting on? You going to wait till you're 35, ladies? You're going to wait to leave the house till you're 36? You ain't getting married. So well, what are you doing? Rational Rationality says, uh, bon Bonnets and Walmart is the future for 304s, man. Okay. He said, that's pro communist propaganda. For, for real, bro. Look, look. Nah, man. 
Dude, Ben, people had full families when they was 18, 19, and 20, bro. I mean, this is crazy. J.J. Frost says, rebuke these 304s and haters, Coach Reverend X style. All right, shout out to you. I'm going to get to that. Mr. Antigrate, everything you said is tried and true, and we have to move away from it, and now society is at its worst, yet Ninja still try to dispute it. Yes, one plus one equals two. It, it's undisputed, the, the facts that I gave you. Now, what it did was hurt your feelings. And just because you got your feelings hurt doesn't mean I'm wrong. All right. Soldier for God says mom didn't want to be a soldier. He says, if I would have listened to her, I wouldn't make it. I wouldn't be 40 and retired. My father's word and words had the greatest impact on me. Shout out to you. They'll also say fathers are needed, but make it difficult for fathers to be a part of kids lives. It's a disgrace. These people are absolute morons out here. They'll say fathers are needed. What's the most, most important thing black men need? Fathers. Okay, this, this black man wants to be a part of the child's life. No. <laughs> we don't want him. I don't want him to be a part of my kid's life. Let this other man raise my kid. This is a disgrace. MC Hampshire says accountability. Of course. What that mean? T-Mon Jr. Kenyon, the coach, has a blue chip parent. He says, how do you lead your kids to the right path in college so they don't pick a useless degree? without having to force them shout out to Keycalf Franklin. Um, one of the things that you will find out that, that I'm hearing is that parents are controlling. If they tell their kids, they won't pay for their college. If they pick a useless major. All right. So what we have to understand is you're getting to the point where once it gets to that point, you realize you fucked up. You basically trying to provide treatment and there's no cure and you don't have time for the cure. It's already too late to have that discussion. That discussion should come from what you expose them to and what you allow. So if you allow your kids to be a social media addict, a loser, a flame out, an alcoholic, a druggie, a dope fiend, and they want to talk about what they're going to major in college before you write the check, it's too late. <laughs> it's too late. Guys, start try people trying to parent. People trying to parent at the last second. <laughs> but look. I'm going to tell you, if you cut in the check, you got some input. If you want them to go to college, if they want to go to college and major in dance and flower uh, design, let them go to college. But tell them you ain't paying for it. All right. It is what it is. But people try to uh, parent at the end of the day. All right. When it's too late, guys, you had all this time to have input. And then you want to say, well, I tried to have a conversation with them when they were 17 and 18 and 19. It's too late. MC Hampshire says, always the same view following behind. Yes, always the same view following behind. Always. I think I said that right. Start now. So ninjas laugh when I say Kumon. Ninjas laugh when I say all of this shit. But then when these kids go and uh, graduate from high school, and you be like, whoa, 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 why is there a discrepancy? Man, start their ass off with the habit. When they don't know any different. I'd rather have my kid. Who was who Gavin? I'd rather have my kids hate. Uh, hold on for a second. Let me go back. There's a phrase. There's a quote. There's a quote. Um, let me see here. Let me see if I can pull. There's the, there's the quote. Um, it says right here. We must all suffer from one or two pains. Listen to this and write this down. We must all suffer 
from one or two pains, the pain of discipline or the pain of regret. The difference is discipline weighs ounces while regret weighs tons. Discipline is a complete is a complete must to achieve a healthy and balanced life. What we do is we try to prevent, uh, we try to fix tons of regret with no discipline. At the end, they just try to discipline everybody at the end. At the end, we trying to discipline our kids. At the end, you trying to discipline your wife when you was out there having fun. Ninja, an ounce of discipline is way better than a ton of regret. I choose discipline because I know the when I have to repair, it's going to be a lighter bill. It's too late when you try to put discipline into people late in life. Too late, especially when you allow them to strict their time off. All right. Okay. This is ridiculous. I'll read it again. We must all suffer from one or two. This is Jim Rohn, R-O-H-N. We must all suffer from one or two paths, the pain of discipline or the pain of regret. The difference is discipline weighs ounces while regret weighs tons. Listen, choose discipline. Choose discipline. And people who avoid discipline, they're going to live a whole ton of regret. <laughs> a ton of regret. And they're going to live their life trying to regret, regret, trying to fix the regret too late. It's too late for a lot of people. They better start getting disciplined. Anyway, shout out to uh, Neil. He says, keep your foot on these ninjas next, sir. Shout out to Neil X. Co-sponsorship. This is why I harp so hard on drug use and shit like that. Because it's a lack of discipline. This is why I harp on the mental health thing. It's a lack of discipline. Most of it comes from either substance abuse, lack of discipline, enabling parents, and, and, and probably them not holding themselves accountable. All right. Or people holding them accountable. That's all it comes from. That's all it comes from. There are some severe differences, though. There are some severe cases. I only will consider the severe cases. But if I hear somebody say I got mental health issues and they blame somebody else for it, that's that's bullshit. Mm. Now, if they just cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> if they just cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, then that's a whole different conversation. But if they like, well, I'm got this way because it no. Pain of discipline or pain of regret. Shout out to Michael Jordan. He says, 15 years left to work. I'm cutting these bitches off. Ladies, listen, man. I'm telling you, man. I got the tough love prescription for everybody. All right. And you know what? If you think I'm tough on you, I'm tougher on myself. If you think I'm tough on you, I'm tougher on myself than I'm tough, tougher on you. I hold myself to a higher standard. Than you do. I hold myself to a higher standard than I hold you to a standard. You're so you're so uh, horrible out here. I don't even hold you to a standard. I just have hope that you have a standard. That's all I hope. So you don't mess my shit up. I hold myself to a way higher standard than you can actually ever hold me to or yourself to. So I'm tougher on myself than you could ever be to me. Shout out to Deadly Edley says, Coach, forgot it's slow Tuesday, not blue chip Wednesday, but I support the blue chip message. Shout out to you. Yes, indeed. 
I'm tougher on myself than anybody ever could be. So when it comes to this, I know it's me, myself, and I. I know there ain't no bunk beds in the funeral home or on caskets. I know it's eat what you kill and kill what you eat. I know it's do or die. I know it's a dog-eat-dog world. I know this ain't no kumbaya. I know nobody's coming to save me. I know all of this going into the world on a daily basis. Thus, I wake my punk ass up every day and I get moving accordingly. If you're looking for somebody to save you and you're waiting for me to stop and um uh, stop the world and let you off, you're going to be a waiting mother sucker. Okay? You're going to be waiting. If you're waiting for me to feel sorry for you, you're going to be waiting. I'm going to let you know right now. If you're waiting for me to feel sorry for you, I don't even feel sorry for myself. <laughs> I don't even feel sorry for myself. Shout out to my man. Uh, Deshaun says, hey, coach, I think disowning these rebellious and titles kids should be the new norm going into 2024. So, yeah, F these types. And he says, good for little Boosie for uh, taking the Mercedes Benz back and donating it to charity. My life is on easy mode and ain't no shitty ass kids going to stress me out. Not sorry. OK, um, yeah, start taking shit back. Start taking shit back. I mean, you know, people don't want to do that. People don't want to do that. Uh, but we are seeing too many of these people, you know, they're, they're telling you what you need to do, but nothing coming back in return. Soldier for God says people either have this. Di listen, Soldier for God says people either have discipline or jealousy. Woo. People either have discipline or jealousy. Facts. Most people don't like you. They hate you because they can't get from you. And you will find that the people who loved you are the ones who are the most jealous of you. The people that loved you are the ones that you experience the most jealousy from. This is toxic. This is toxic. They'll be completely jealous of you. And they were supposed to have your back. They family, spouses, friends. The people who are going to do the worst to you, proximity, likeness, and um, the people who uh, the people who look like you, live near you, and the people who uh, there's another one, proximity, proximity, likeness, and oh, I can't even think of it, but just think of it, just think of it. The people who are going to do the worst to you, somebody give me the third one, okay. MC Hamster says as he says, oh, I already got that one ran. related. Yeah, proximity, likeness, and relation. All right, so the people who are going to do the worst things to you. Proximity, how close are they to you? Likeness, do they look like you? Relation, are you related to them? Those are the people who are going to do the worst to you. Worse than anything you could possibly imagine. This is more, more than likely the case. Statistics tell us this. So who are you going to be armed up against? Strangers? You better be armed up with the people that are close to you because they're going to do you the worst that anybody will do you in this world. So be armed up and prepare. You don't need to be mad at them, but the things that hurt people the most is not strangers doing things to you. It's that people that you trusted did things to you. That's what hurts people in this world. You trusted this person and they did you dirty. <laughs> Sleeping with the enemy. 
If you know this going in, everything becomes easy. If you are not knowing this and you you disagree with this, keep on living. Keep on living, Ninja. It will prove to be the truth. Yep, your neighbors, your work colleagues, your tribe, the people in your neighborhood, them the people that's going to do you in well before the people that are strangers, the mysterious white man. Please, the black man going to get you before the white man going to get you. All right, listen up. The black man going to get you before the white man gets you every time. Nine out of nine out of ten times. White man ain't even going to touch you. He ain't got to no more. Your business partners, your wife, your husband, your parents, your kids, the people at your school, the people you work with, them the people you need to arm your spirit against, not these strangers. Shout out to the Cubs gang. Hit the like button on the way out, and thanks for sticking around for so long. Maybe we may not do an evening stream tonight. Or we'll do it very briefly. Okay, man. Shout out to the Cubs gang. We out of here, brothers. Peace. I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs, and I just, I'm just using it. All I got to do is put my card in, and that's it. And put the PIN number, and boom, money just comes right out.